Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, all right, all right, here we go. A little uh, Wednesday action. Wednesday, Wednesday edition. Of the Taz Show. Hey, uh, we got to get this camera fixed here. So let's stay wide. Let's stay wide outside real quick here. You got a problem on the framing. Welcome to the Taz Show. So you're going to steady diet of outside uh, Manhattan shots uh, right now. That'd be great. Unbelievable. Um, okay. Yeah. Welcome to the show, guys. And um, going to do a little Smackdown chatter. The phones are working, by the way. So there's some good news for you guys. Uh, you know, the phones are working, which is hot. That's hot. That's red hot. Finally got it going. Uh, there was a problem. I can handle that. I can tell you what happened in the house cleaning. How about that? That's actually part of house cleaning. Yes. So that's good stuff right there. That works. So I'll tell you what's going on with that. But the phones are working. So if you want to call the show, you can. You can throw some smack down in the show. going to throw some other stuff. But you can call the show. Very simple process. You guys know how this works. Attention, hotline fans. You got to do is dial 866. That's an 866. 866. Yeah, he's a music. 866 or an 866. 866-866-866-866-4752948. Yeah, that's an 866-475-2948. So you can call the show. No problemo, amigos. And give you off the hooks, which are cereals. You book your uh, three match mini super card, your top cereals, breakfast cereals. So you can do that in this episode, and that's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, I love hearing what you guys like to have for eating and stuff. And as my producer, audio producer, biz dev guy, he loves that too. I'll get into that in a second. Smackdown Live, I said we'll talk about that. I got a chance to watch uh, the bulk of that. Also, what in the hell is going on with Impact Wrestling and the Hardys? Will this ever end? Well, things got a little deeper yesterday. SMH, as the kids are saying today. SMH on this whole thing. What the F are we doing? I'll get talking about that and give my opinions on that. Uh, but right now, I'm going to get into a little house cleaning real quick. because It's going to be a very busy show. Swamp Jones. You know how it works here. I don't play around. I don't dick around. I come right at you. Full throttle. That's the gimmick. You know that. All right. So uh, here we go. House cleaning. We're going to rock and roll with this in a three and a two and a one. It's time for Taz to do some house cleaning. Tidying up all the schmutz and other bullshit on the Taz show. Yeah. So, okay, ladies and germs. So here's the thing. Boathouse. 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 Last day. Last day to get a boathouse is today. The store, the online store, closes at midnight. So it's pinned. Go to at official Taz. That's my official Twitter account. And you can click the link. It's pinned there. And you can see a photo of the boathouse. And if you're watching the video right now of my show, you can see the photo of the boathouse. That's a light gray with orange and black trim on it. Customized embroidery on the right chest. Taz show embroidered on the left chest. A large number 13 tackle tool, which means sewn on to you jobbers. On the one of the sleeves, the right sleeve. 
And uh, these are tremendous quality, like water repellent deal, insane quality. Unfortunately, it's only available in the U.S. And um, the sizes go from extra small to 5X. Little guys to big boys. So um, midnight today, Eastern. Midnight Eastern store closes. Done. Thanks for coming. No more boathouse. You know, and uh, we did ones like over a year ago, black ones that said no more boathouse. Now we did gray ones. I'm serious here. I don't know if we're ever doing these again. If we did it, it might be in another year. Maybe. Slim maybe on that. I have different reasons why. I'm a little annoyed about a few things. But I don't want to get into that. But you should buy a boathouse if you want. Peddling Jones, Shill Jones, that's me. And uh, it's, like, it's like I'm selling empanadas on the corner over here. It's unbelievable. So uh, empanada caught Jones. Uh, don't worry, Dennis. I'll get you to show in a second. Don't don't panic. You'll, you'll get that. Use your mic. I, your mic will be on. Put my mic on! The other thing is... Um, the other thing is... Uh, with the boathouse. Yesterday there was a little, uh, a little problem. Uh, the store would come up that it was closed. So people are going to buy the thing and the boathouse and it's saying closed. The store's closed and the store wasn't closed. So it's saying it's closed, but it wasn't. So I got, I'm out here selling these things, telling people to go buy them. You people are kind enough to go click the link to buy it and it says the store's closed. So I contact Boathouse in not a fun conversation. And I cut a promo on the guy a little bit. And I said, what are you doing? What are you, what are you crazy? What's going on? What are you nuts? You can't have the store closed. He apologized. Said, oh, my God. Uh, internal computer Jones error. Got it. They fixed it, I guess. But you were able to still order. It was just an, uh, an era message, as they call it. Uh, Dennis Jones, uh, the producer of the Taz Show, the biz dev guy. Timber! Did you see or hear about this problem, sir? I did, yes. I was I was concerned because it was midnight tonight was what we were told. Correct. And yes. I like Willie Chuck am waiting for my money to clear. I got <laughs> I gotta move a lot of parts around. Yes. So I'm waiting last second to buy mine. Couldn't help but notice you're wearing a rover orange Taz show hat. I told you yesterday I would wear it. You said you don't wear enough hats. I said tomorrow I will wear one and I am a man of my word. Yeah, the I've never seen a guy have a hat. Facial hair and skin that all matches Pantone Jones all together. Will you stop? It's unbelievable, bro. As my college roommate would say, I look like a basketball with eyes. Hmm, interesting. Well done. I like him all of a sudden. I don't even know who he is, but he's funny. <laughs> all right, so boom, that's the boathouse uh, chatter. Phones, phones, phones. Yes, the phones are working. The phones are lighting up. And here's what happened yesterday. There was some kind of a problem. That's obvious because the phones weren't working. Dennis, can you help me with this? There was a rebooting issue, I believe we were told. Mm. Something above all, uh, certainly my pay grade. Yeah. And I noticed that's the battle cry around here. That's oh, above my pay grade. Everybody says that. You know what that above my pay grade means nobody wants to work. It means no one wants accountability and no one wants. Listen, folks, I'm teaching little life lessons. When your kids or your employees or people you know or your cousins or your aunts or your siblings tell you, it's above my pay grade. You tell them to go fish a herring. How's that? That means go jump in a lake. That means go take a in your foot. Because that, my friend, when people tell you, Dennis, I'm talking to you here, when people say, it's above my pay grade, that is such a lackluster, lazy comment, sir. And you do it all the time. Not just you. My boss says it. Oh, that's above my pay grade. I can Dude, you're a gigantic executive. Who's above your pay grade? You know who never says this, Dennis? You know who? 
Uh, I feel like you're about to tell me. Me! I never say it. Me. Me, because I can't. That's why you're running the game. You're damn right. That's why I'm running. You're damn right. <laughs> running the game, some bitches out here. So sorry. You were saying that? Uh... I'm running the game. What were you saying? I lost my train of thought. It oh, was a... Uh, damn it. It was a, a reboot issue. Yeah. We didn't... We what? weren't conveyed the oh. proper rebooting technique. We, we've since learned it, so the issues will no longer persist. Such a bullshit artist. Uh, <laughs> it was above my pay grade, now it's not. No, because you didn't, you didn't learn yet. They're going to teach you, right? Well, I wasn't going to stooge that off on the man teaching me, but sure. All right, no, we don't need to mention that guy. We don't want to name that guy at all. I know who it's not, because he hasn't done nothing for the show in a long time. I don't want to say this guy's name. That's a whole nother story. Old school Taz Show fans know what I'm saying. Phones are ringing. People want to get their hooks off the hooks. People want to talk SmackDown. They want to talk about different things. We're going to get into all that. No problem. Let's talk about SmackDown real quick because I have some thoughts and opinions on it. Um, I kind of like the show. I, I, I can't say I disliked SmackDown. I kind of liked it. A couple of uh, non-finishes I think were a little crazy and quick finishes. But I'll, too many quick finishes, but I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but to, just to kick things off with the top of uh, SmackDown, I, I'd like to bring out, you know, Shane bringing out Corbin and AJ Styles and Sami Zayn and Dolph Ziggler and uh, Nakamura before that Kevin Owens came out. But Kevin's wanted to be in this gimmick match, right? Um, you know, I, I didn't hear the beginning of Shane's promo. I had it on, but I had it on mute because I was talking to somebody on the phone. And then once I saw, so you might have to help me out, Dennis, with this, what he said in the beginning. Once I saw, uh, la, 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 who was it, Dolph come out, then I was off the phone call and I could unmute the phone. What, in essence, was Shane laying out here? Just so people that didn't see it know, and for me, I didn't hear exactly what he said. He opened with uh, Randy Orton will get his Money in the Bank rematch, or his rematch at Money in the Bank. Right. And then he just talks about how SmackDown's a land of opportunity. Here are the guys that are going to be involved. It wasn't really... A number one contender yes. type thing. Yeah, well, Did we for not the, uh, just see this on Raw, though? No, well, it's not the number one contender. It's the money in the bank. Which, oh, which, no, I mean, which, the briefcase money which, in the bank. Which is, yeah, yeah, which is bad, the number one contender, but... Right, well, it's anytime you want to be a contender. Right, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash in Jones, yes. That, yes, I understand. I've called many of the matches. Please don't be condescending to me. I know what money in the bank is, okay? So I just had a little brain fart, as they say, because of the... Uh, the sometimes the booking intertwines with Monday and Tuesday. That's why I got a little... You know, when I had a bunch of guys come out to the ring, I felt like I saw this. You know what I mean? So, so... It and is it, similar. It yes. is similar. So anyway, so I like that Kevin Owens coming out, and he bitched and moaned in, in a character, saying, hey, 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 what's up, what's up? I, I want to shot this. And he's like, no, no, you know, Shane's like, you're not the guy. This part I heard and saw. And here comes Nakamura. You know, so now a couple of things I want to say about Nakamura. He did full entrance Jones, rock star dancing, the whole thing. La, 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 crazy. Ah, everybody's doing ah, which is starting to die down, by the way. People are starting to die down. Unfortunately, they are. That guy's over. Don't trust me. But they got to really be careful with this. And I'm going to tell you what I would have done different if I was booking this thing here. Uh, I would have, instead of, who came out first? Was it Corbin? Was it AJ? What, who did Shane bring out first? Let me see. Uh, AJ. AJ, okay. Aaron, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler. <sighs> I would have went, the first guy out there, to me, would have been Nakamura. I would have went Nakamura because they obviously, WWE wanted him to do his full entrance, the gimmick bridge on the ropes, you know, doing all the crazy stuff in the ring. Why have him do it in front of these other guys 
it looked bad. Like I, I, I wanted to see like Kevin Owens or Baron Corbin just like or Dolph just drill this guy in the back of the head while he's dancing. Like, you know, or doing his crazy antics. Like, why why do that in front of all those guys? Why put all that talent in that weird position? Especially heels. You know? So problem if Shane's out there. And he brings out Nakamura first. I understand why they had Nakamura come last, because they're building him as the biggest star. And they wanna they wanna give him the rub and they wanna build him up and perceptions reality. I get that. I, I do. I I get that completely. But if you want him to do all that dancing and do all that whole entrance, you can't have him do it in front of all those guys. It makes those guys look bad, in my opinion. That's my opinion. Okay, so I think he should have came out first. Uh, the entrance seemed like it took forever. Maybe just because me, as a former wrestler, um, I, I felt for those guys in the ring, those other four guys. Well, it was five guys, right, with Kevin Owens. I fell for them. I, I'm just like, why? Why have them, at, maybe let them get out of the ring, but that would have been weird too. It just just have Nakamura come out first. Have Shane come out, say what he said, and then boom, here comes Nak as the first guy. And then play AJ's music after that, or Corbin. AJ's going to get a giant pop. All these guys are going to get a pop. Corbin's going to get a heel reaction. I don't know. And then you could intertwine Kevin Owens. I just, I don't know. It's not fantasy booking. It's just what I would have done different. The only other thing, now again, I did like SmackDown. I don't want to come off here as negative Nelly because that's not my gimmick. But the only other thing I will say about this segment that I did not like by Shane McMahon naming Kevin Owens the sixth guy because Kevin complained? Kevin's a heel. And he told the truth, Kevin. Like, he said all these different things that why he should be in this match for this money in the bank. And Shane said, all right, you know what? You're right. You're in it now. I'm like, what? I just feel like, was that weird to you, Dennis, or not really? Am I overthinking it? I mean. Uh, yes and no. I, I, I like that Kevin pointed out. He was like, hey, look, I did what you couldn't. You couldn't beat AJ. I did. And he, like, he made salient points, but as a heel... Shane should have came back and been like, all right, you know what? You want an opportunity? And then make a well, match that way. Saying. Make him earn his key. Correct. Instead of, now, I know that's been done a billion times, but it's been done for the right reason. you got to make not just a heel, but baby faces earn their keep, especially right. baby faces. If Shane McMahon was a heel, then it's okay if he just hands that opportunity. If it was when Stephanie was in charge on air, and if Stephanie just gave that to KO, fine. You know what I mean? But to have Shane do it, who is a babyface, I thought that was kind of weird. You know, I really do. You, know, you, you don't want anyone, you don't want to just give anyone a shortcut, especially a heel, when you're a babyface. Ah, uh, just food for thought. That's just how I felt that was a little funky uh, in my viewpoint. So, um, so that's the deal on that. Hey, uh, B in DC, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Uh, what's the bus? <laughs> what's up, man? I mean, uh, B, what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Good moment, uh, Father Lumbermeat. Good hmm. moment, B. Interesting. So, hey, Taz, guess what? I don't so, know. So you keep uh, you keep saying you're not getting in the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. Yeah. But really, if you think about it, how methodical WWE is, mm. you give it 2022, you will be inducted. 2022? I, I, I hope I make it. I hope I'm alive by 2022. 
10. I'm not 10, 17. I don't know if I'm gonna know if I'm gonna make it the next. I can walk outside and hit by a bus, B. You got me, you know, wait until 20, 20, 20, what? But, so I did, I, I calculated, you left in 2009, your last days in WWE, correct? I don't know. I think so. Sounds right. So, 13 years later. Wait, you sure about that, man? 2009? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I did. Was it 2009? Yeah, maybe. I went to TNA a couple of months after. I don't remember. Anyway, continue your point, B. Well, that's it. 13 years later, uh, after you leave WWE, you'll be in the Hall of Fame. Ding! Oh, I see what you're saying. The 13 gimmick. So 13 years later, which would be 2022. 2000, or 22. How do you say it? Tw- 2022. 20, 20, 2020. Test 1-2. Two, tw- right. So you think that's what's going to happen? Uh, it sounds like a good... Uh, a good year, good number. Okay, this went smooth. What else is going on, buddy? Hey, and uh, uh, off the hook idea, if you don't mind. Yes, go ahead. WrestleMania locations. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's okay. I'm looking at the biz dev guy's face right now, B. I don't think it's ever going to happen because uh-huh. uh, Dennis Jones made a face like he uh. either just uh, fought it or he just felt like your idea sucked. I'm just telling you. Uh, it was a combo. Well, he said it was a combo, yeah. And that's all I got. All right, B, great chat, bud. All right, thanks for calling. B in D.C., bringing the energy, starting the phones off right. Damn right. He's he's an interesting guy whenever he calls B in D.C. He's very interesting. He'll bring the energy. You know that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We've got to pick it up after you talk to D. B, I mean, he's in D.C. Because sometimes he'll bring it down a little bit. He's very mellow and chill. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up up here. So, <laughs> let's go with uh, Miles in California. You're on the Taz show. What's up, buddy? How's it going, Taz? I'm good, pal. Talk to me. Um, yes, I was going to say, um, first off, what's your take on Knock and AJ being the money in the bank? <sighs> I like I like AJ being in it. I do. Nakamura mm-hmm. being in it, I'm on the fence. I mean, I, I'm not going to throw a flag. I have no major problem Nock being in it. I, I But I yeah. do like AJ being in it. I think AJ's a guy who should win it. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I do. I think he should win it. Um, and the reason why I would say AJ should win it over Nakamura and all these other guys, if you're going babyface route, mm-hmm. AJ's the type of guy who uh, – can come out and surprise anyone at any time as an opponent and have a great match with them. That's number one. Number two, AJ, as opposed to Knock, can come out and cut a legitimate promo on when and why he's cashing that thing in whenever that would happen. That That's the yeah. other reason. So that right there is hackable material, by the way, Miles. Uh, what else is going on? Um, your take on the main event. Main event last night? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was all right with it. I mean, I, I wasn't, you know, I was telling Dennis this before I went on the air, man. I, I Sometimes I just feel like... Uh, I watch SmackDown, I watch Raw, and I'm invested, I'm engaged, the whole show. And once it gets to the main event, I start to lose a little interest. And it's not because of the content. I just think, I think, just think I'm physically tired because I get up early for work and I work hard and then I do stuff after the show. And, and I get to a point where it's like sometimes I, I feel like, like for example, last night with the main event, I felt like it was the same type of main event that it was on Raw. I mean, it was a tag match with, with you know, four of the top names just throwing the tag match. So I wasn't really invested. There's no, there's no more hook for main events. And thank you for calling, Miles. There's no more hooks. I, I, let me back up. Maybe I shouldn't say there's no more. Let's, let's back up. That, that was unfair. I shouldn't say there's no more. 
extremely rare that there's a hook of like a surprise person at the end of the show or something like that or or a new guy pops up. I mean, you, you folks remember the years of when Nitro, Raw, and all this back in the day or even even after once WCW was bought by WWE and all this and ECW was gone, there were still surprise guys that would pop up and uh, now there's, there's really no surprises. It's just, you know, the, the last big surprise was at WrestleMania with the Hardys, you know, which was leaking out that they were going to be there, but it still was a great surprise. Otherwise, it's just people coming from NXT, no knock on them, that are just morphing into WWE superstars, you know? So it's not really a surprise. But I, I you know, maybe I'm a little old school, but I like somewhat of the creative of the limousine pulling up, you know, uh, before the last segment of the show or before the commercial break. Whoa, who's this? There's a limo. Who, who's, it? who's here? Who's showing up? Something like that. Or maybe earlier in the night, there's supposed to be a surprise guest. I'm, this is a bad example. Just throwing out, like, a bad, like, um, creative idea. At the, after the second hour of Raw, a limo pulls up. Oh, my God. Who is this? We don't know who this is. Surprise Jones. What's going on? What's this? Who's this? We'll find out. And they give me another hook. After another commercial break, and then for the main event, now I'm invested, now I'm hooked. As opposed to a steady diet of the same kind of creative every main event on Raw and SmackDown. Again, that's unfair to, to encompass all of the creative, but that's kind of the overview feel. You know I mean, Dennis, you know what I'm saying? Like, that kind of feels like that? Or oh, absolutely. You, yeah, you feel like absolutely. that. Absolutely. And with, uh, with surprise entrance, you know, like, or, yeah, the Hardy Boys was was nice but you know after wrestlemania there's going to be a couple calls so it's even then it's not like in the moment it's surprised like oh you know here's ty dillinger here's nakamura here's uh, all these but it if they did it on a random raw like after i don't know let's say extreme or what was the last paper backlash yeah somebody shows up yesterday a new guy or there it's it just feels like rinse repeat like make a match it's cliche that's a cliche line. Yeah, well, that, it, it's, a it's a cliche. It's a cliche program. Oh wow! Here's wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm I mean, heated that's heavy now. from you. Now you get, <laughs> wow! No, I've never heard dirt sheet Dennis get this deep. Wow! Uh, but oh, it's you, like you go. I'm heated now. Ah, they, ah. they make the match. So you, money in the bank. Here's the participants. What are we going to do? Let's take the participants and and mix them around in a tag match. And it's. Don't get too excited. We I don't saw, want your, don't want your blood the... pressure to boil. Calm down. I don't want no instance uh, here. Hold on. Let me think of some food. Got to pull a paramedic up in here. What are we saying now? It's just, it, like you said earlier, you see it on Raw. Heels versus baby faces in tag matches. It's, I, it's want, just, I want something new. It seems, no, but I want something new first. I don't want to set it. Oh, well, I want to follow, hacking I want, me. I want to follow you. Oh, Take us to the shocking, promised land. Shocking. Yeah. You've been doing your whole career following me. <laughs> yeah. Follow me, Jones. That's what I'm dealing with. No, listen, I digress with that. But look, you need something different sometimes in these main events. You know, I just, oh, oh, just these last segments. Just, and, and, and it's unfair to say WWE never does something different because they do. I don't, I, I hate to just clump it all in together and say it's always that like that every week. It's not always like that. But it does feel like a lot of times it's just, especially when you go back to back with the tag match with four guys, you know that aren't regular teams. It's the same thing Monday, then Tuesday. You know, like, come on. You know, you got people invested for five hours up in here between Monday and Tuesday watching TV because they care and love the WWE product. Well, just let's, let's tweak the, that, that, that Tuesday main event. We just did four guys in a, in a tag match, and let's not do that on, on, you know, 
on Tuesday. That's all I'm saying. More comments you won't hear on Dancing on the Table. It's unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? But um, also the Jinder uh, Jinder Mahal celebration, I have to tell you, I I loved it. I mean, I I love that he pulled up in limos, and I love that uh, the Singh brothers are in a separate limo. We saw that at the pay-per-view, too. I love the carpet gimmick, okay, Um, that they roll the carpet out just for him to stand on. I want to tell you, (laughs) real quick before we go to break, uh, and uh, and I'll get to more calls on the other side of break, and if you want to call, you can, 866-475-2948. But I'll tell you a real quick thing about Jinder Mahal, and uh, before we get into the celebration and all that stuff, the, I have an idea. Like what they should do, which is pretty cool, with Jinder, it's perfect for him, where the Singh brothers roll out that carpet, okay, and then Jinder, when he gets out, he stands on a carpet, and it should be that nobody is allowed to step on that sacred carpet except him. You know, like that like for his, you know what I mean. I just got the nod, folks. You didn't see the Dennis Jones going, hmm, that's pretty good, Tabs. Good idea. Mm, good future in this. Yeah, so like what I, I saw um, on um, was it? Sunday, I think it was uh, The Excellence of Charlie Caruso, uh, goes to interview him. I think it was Charlie, and she, oh, maybe it was her, maybe it was a different female, standing on the carpet with him. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And this is before he was a, the champion. Don't do that. She's got to go to stand on the carpet, and then the Singh brothers have to kind of cut a promo on her. Say, no, no, you, you can't stand. And, and one of them speaks, you know, in their native tongue, and the other one's in English, or, or Jinder shouldn't be the one yelling at, at her or anybody who stands on that carpet. It should be them. Keep, and they should be off the carpet, okay? Keep everybody off the carpet except him. It's sacred. It's cleansed for him. I also don't think they should just, this is going to sound nitpicking, I don't think they should just take it out of the trunk of the limo like rolled up like they just bought the thing at like, you know, Home Depot. You know, I do think there should be some kind of a fancy bag over it, like a fancy holder, like some kind of a velvet bag, velvet joint, something, or a velvet rope, you know, something, you know, instead of of it just being a rolled up carpet that people keep in their attic when the, the seasons change. I love the snicker you just did. You have different carpets for different seasons? You've not met my wife, uh, and I, the answer is I yes. I have not. Yes, we do, uh, and that's, they have to be changed. That's they're, fancy. They're roll-down carpets. They're not stapled down into the floor. They're, you know, we, we have many hardwoods in the home, and the thing is, uh, yeah, there are different carpets that uh, I need to change during these seasons. Yeah, it's fun. It's you fun. You strike me more as like a like a bear rug guy. Yeah, no, whatever my wife wants, I get. I, I yeah. I wish I could have a rug like that. I wish I had, wish we could go to a taxidermist and oh. taxiderm you and have you be a carpet. Just just, just <sighs> basically skin you and gut you. That would be costly. I got a lot of skin on me. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It'd be simple before I get back to my creative on the Jinder Mahal carpet thing. It'd be simple to do that with you. Um, <clears throat> we could put you basically in the crosshairs right here. Right? We put you in the cross. Dennis Jones in the crosshairs. Before we got to bring you to a taxidermist, so what do we have to do? We have to cap you. Yes! <laughs> uh, God, the sophomoreism that runs here. Anyway, that that's my idea on the uh, on the whole car. What do you call it? With the carpet. I, I just don't think take don't take it out of the trunk and not have a real like velvet um <coughs> excuse me velvet bag over it. Uh, put I mean put put it in a velvet bag I should say and then roll it out. Don't let 
anyone else stand on it but Jinder. I'm telling you, that to me would be money. And so, like I said, when I saw, uh, I think it was Charlie, you know, go to interview him. I'm like, why? What are, you, what are we doing? Don't don't let anyone stand on that carpet. What are you crazy? All right, we're gonna go to break here. I'll decide to break. This was gonna happen, right? I'm gonna uh, give you a little um, a little chatter on. Uh, hold on, what's that thing? Oh, there's. I'm gonna give you a little chatter on uh, quick finishes on SmackDown yesterday. Were they good? Were they bad? What what I would have done different? How I would have changed what they did there? What these quick finishes? Also, Impact Ed Nordholm the big cheese of the Impact Wrestling and Matt Hardy what is going on when will it end is Dixie Carter missed mm. I'll give you my thoughts on all that stuff on the side of break Taz show Featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, Tasha, we are back. This is a Wednesday edition of the show. And we've been talking some SmackDown Live. Uh, you can call in and give your off the hooks if you'd like. You can talk SmackDown Live. Uh, 866-475-2948 or 866-475-2948. You can do any of those things. Later on, we will be on Facebook Live at the fourth quarter of the show, like we normally do, at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. So as we're going to break, I was telling you guys that uh, besides the stuff about Impact Wrestling, is Dixie Carter... Missed and what's going on with Ed Holmholm, the Ed Normholm, the uh, gentleman in charge of the uh, Impact Wrestling, and the Matt Hardy and this whole broken gimmick. Okay, I, I, you know, I think it's best to get into that in a little bit because it's going to take a while to discuss like some of the stuff that's going on, and I think we need to read some tweets, Dennis, that need that were put out there. So <clears throat> maybe if you could rally some of that stuff up and help me with that, you don't mind, do you? That'd be great. Thank you. I got a head shake. Yes. No problem, Taz. You're the best. That's the head shake. Absolutely. I love you, Taz. You're the man. I love you. The best host ever. That's the, that's what I got from Dennis. Of course. That's, what, that's always implied. Yes. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, also, quick finishes. So I wanted to talk about that, what happened last night. <clears throat> Excuse me. So here's the thing, right? So if you watched SmackDown last night, you know you saw Baron Corbin, right? He wrestled Sami Zayn. But it wasn't really a match. The match started, one or two things happened super quick, and then there was a schoolboy roll-up by Corbin over Sami Zayn, okay? Now, I'm well aware that Corbin got big heat after the match on Sami, which I liked. I thought that was great. You know me, I've been screaming about, let's get Corbin as the big violent heel, as a big heater. Let's get him rocking and rolling and beating some people up and laying some people out. I've been saying it seemingly forever. Well, we saw a good amount of it yesterday, and he really, Corbin really put some nice, strong heat on Sammy. Sammy bumped and sold like a pro. He did a great job, I thought, of all of that. But let's back up a little for the finish, right? So that quick roll-up, you know, and all that stuff. I have no problem with Sammy winning the match, even though I do believe that Corbin lost on Sunday too, right, to Sammy. 
Yes, right. I'm getting another head nod from from Dennis Jones. Correct. Yes, yes. Okay, so thank you, Dennis. Because <clears throat> you know, sometimes I forget things. So again, I, mean, I don't think you should be Corbin twice in the middle uh, in in a combination of within you know 72 hours. I don't think you should do that. <clears throat> but okay, you let him get his heat back. I'm fine with it. I just don't think they should have done that kind of finish, a quick finish with him. Especially because a couple of segments later, they did it not one other time, but a second time. So we got three similar finishes, quick, quick, quick finishes, roll-ups, schoolboys, quick, in, 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 in three times in one show. I don't agree with that. And I wouldn't have done it with Sammy and Corbin because I would have saved it for what you did with Jimmy, uh, with the Usos, I should say, and Fandango and, and Breeze. I would have saved it for that because I have no problem with each Uso losing quickly to uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze. I have no problem with that. I wouldn't have done it earlier with Sammy and Corbin. It takes away from it. To be honest, the Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Uso, the whole thing, that all that whole piece of business with Tyler in a singles match, Fandango in a singles match, they both got the quick victories, and then it goes to a tag team title match and the Usos win. Dude, I love that whole creative. You guys did a great job, WWE, in that. I thought that was awesome. That whole... Uh, a segment I thought was legit that creative with all that I did I, I the one thing I loved the most about it to be honest with you <clears throat> besides the finish which I really liked where one Uso takes a bump off the top by it might have been Tyler Breeze or Finn Dagger, one of the guys and off the other rope on a big time splash off the top I think it was was the other Uso Uso's win one two three he was the legal man I love the finish but that's not the thing I love the most about the whole segment a little nuanced thing that they did, which is, I know they've done it before, but you'll see it a ton, which I really enjoyed, was referee Mike Kyoto, one of the best in the business, and probably in the business's history as a ref. I know Mike Kyoto very well, and, and he's ref many of my matches in WWE, and, and he's a super guy and a great, great, great ref. So Mike Kyoto went on headsets and talking to someone to get confirmation if this tag team title match would happen now between these four men. And Kyoto said, yep, we're in. Let's do it. And then they come back from break. Mike, uh, Michael, uh, um, uh, help me. Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips said, "Hey, he spoke to uh, you know, uh, obviously Kyoto spoke to uh, Shane McMahon. I'm paraphrasing, and that's why we have the match. But that little thing there with Kyoto getting on the headset and stuff that was cool. I like that. I mean, did that jump out to you, Dennis? You remember seeing that a lot? Or I don't. I, I like that. I thought it was like felt real. It, it. It. I noticed it, but it didn't register with me. But when you're saying it, it does give it." It like really legitimacy. does. It really does, yeah. Because that's what would happen, like, if this was like a house show. Well, guys wouldn't challenge each other like that, so it's kind of a little bad example by me. But but when you want to communicate backstage for the ref, that's what has to happen. you got to get on a headset with a microphone, okay? That has to happen. Um, the thing is, like, you can't um, – the ref has an earpiece in. I think a lot of people know that. I don't think that's a secret. Uh, it's supposed to be a secret, but unfortunately, there's not a lot of secrets left in wrestling. So they can communicate. The truck or the boss, whoever, can communicate to the ref. The ref really can't communicate back to the truck unless he uses some sort of a hand signal, which they do do. Now, when you got to get confirmation, you get on a headset like that. That felt real to me. I really like that. But again, back to the finish thing, dude, I just don't think that was good. Doing it early with Sammy and Corbin. I don't because it just, I felt like, not that it took away, it's just like, 
I'm sitting there watching Tyler Breeze wrestle, and then I see that same schoolboy roll up. I'm like, I just saw this. Quick finish Jones. I just saw it. And then they did it again with Fandango. You know, which, again, I have no problem with them beating each individual Uso fast. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with them beating Sami Zayn fast. I just don't think it should be done in the same show. That's my point. You know what I mean? I just don't. 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 Hey, Michael in Illinois, you were on the Taz show. What's up, man? Good moment, Taz. Good moment. <laughs> whack, whack, lumberjack. Whack, whack. Nyack, nyack. What's up? Hey, uh, Taz. I, first of all, I apologize. I called a couple weeks back, and I had a real bad echo in my Bluetooth, and I listened to the show back, and you were nothing but a professional. I would have hung up on me. Oh, no. That's all good. I don't, I don't remember that, but, you know, I appreciate it, so now I'm going to hang up on you. Thanks for going. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I, um, I didn't. Uh, I would never do that to you. If it was, unless it was really bad. Uh, I know a lot of radio hosts do do that. If they, it's a bad connection, they'll cut a promo on you and hang up on you. Some guys do do that. Stop! Without naming names. So uh, <laughs> It was bad, and you were nothing but professional, so I really appreciate that. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. What's going on, man? Uh, what I'm calling about is, and we talked about it last time, just a tad, about the characters in WWE and how they don't really have a lot of characters anymore. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's just kind of themselves. Right. It's more reality-based, that's why. Yeah. Well, what I, what I was wondering is, is like if the WWE hadn't have lost like so many people in the early 2000s, like Stone Cold, The Rock, Brock left, Goldberg left, uh, Kurt Angle left, <clears throat> got yep. Steiner there for a little bit. Yep. Yep. You had to leave. If those guys stood around longer, do you think wrestling would have a different landscape now than what it does? No, I don't, bro. Because those guys would all be in their pushing 50 or in their early 50s. Uh, they, they, they'd be all, you know. They, they. I don't think it would change it. No, I don't, dude. Because you, you're asking me if those guys would still be wrestling. That's what you're asking me. No, no, not if they'd still be wrestling, but if they would have been able to, like, rub off more on the younger generation and teach them more to where. Mm. Or, or if Vince wouldn't have like changed his mind and maybe would have stood more with the storyline based. You know, uh, I, you know, you know it is, Mike. I, I, I got to be honest. I don't think, just me being honest with you, I don't think there'd be any change if, if those guys would have stuck around longer and kept wrestling, or I, because you know the younger wrestlers that had come into WWE had had great guys to learn under in the locker room, like guys like the Undertaker, you know, a guy like him, just right out of the box, just the guys like Triple H. I mean, you're learning from guys like this. You, you know, you're, go, you're only going to get much better. Guys backstage like Ricky Steamboat, guys like like Mike Rotundo, guys like Arn Anderson, guys like Vince McMahon. I mean, you know, these are people you're learning from. I mean, so I don't, dude. I don't. I don't think it'd be a big difference. Seriously, I don't. Um, I, it seems like you do. I I I don't know. It just it seems well, obviously somewhere along the line things just changed dramatically, and I think it was like. Kind of when guys all left at once. I mean, I not at once, but well, it's I time. Mean, it was time for a change, like a new generation. You know, you got to kind of change things up. Look, some of those wrestlers back then. I mean, you know, like you're talking about guys that are from my era, right? That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, we were doing a lot of reality-based stuff as far as our characters. We weren't. I mean, you know, uh, you take a guy like the late great Eddie Guerrero. I mean, Eddie was that was Eddie. He was a quick-witted, funny guy. Thank you for calling, Mike. He was a quick-witted, funny guy. Yeah, he wasn't lying, cheating, and stealing. No, that was a gimmick. You know, I mean, it was just an extension of who he was. I mean, um, 
you know, uh, guys like Steve Austin. I mean, I think Steve Austin is obviously one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and greatest characters of all time. I mean, you know, I've known Steve for a lot of years, and, it, like, that Stone Cold Steve Austin character, yeah, sure, Steve's not walking around, you know, threatening to beat people up. Neither was the human suplex machine Taz, me, behind the scenes. But, you know, you bring that, it's kind of an extension of who you can be and being a hard ass, you know, and there's, there's all different um like Shane Douglas back in the ECW days, uh, you know, the great franchise, Shane Douglas. I mean, Shane was one of the most underrated great characters of all time. You know, he really was. And that was an extension. That that egomaniac, franchise, arrogant character was just an extension of who Shane was. Because if you talked with Shane and you knew Shane, he came off, and he wasn't this way, but he came off very confident. He was confident. I shouldn't say he wasn't confident, but he came off very pompous. Even when you just had a conversation with him, even though he wasn't, that was just his aura, like the type of guy he was, you know? We all kind of had that from that era. We all had our own things backstage that where we acted a certain way. And sure, some of us weren't going to win a popularity contest because of that. But it helped make a lot of us tremendous talents and characters in the ring for people like you all to gravitate to. So, I, I you know what I mean? I just think that's something that's in, important. I think, uh, I, I think today... It's tough for me to say that some of these younger cats have that because I don't know. Um, some 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 of the talents seem a little cookie cutter. Uh, look, you got a tough situation here, you know, where everybody's learning under the same spot, and that's called the WWE Performance Center. That's called Spade to Spade. I mean, you know, you got guys that are learning under the same rock, which is not a bad rock. It's an excellent rock, but you can't have a cookie cutter <laughs> where all these guys and girls are the same. So that's why I think people like Bobby Roode excel higher because they were stars beforehand and have their own talents. And guys like Eric Young, because they were stars beforehand and have these other talents without learning from somebody else in the Performance Center. Or guys like Nakamura, you know, um, whatever, AJ Styles. I know AJ Styles went in NXT or stuff like that. Samoa Joe. I mean, these people, you know, I mean, you can go on and on, but, but some of these other talents, guys and girls, are learning all the young, young ones are all learning amongst the same system, amongst the same men and women in that performance center. My honest opinion as a former wrestler and broadcaster, broadcasting pro wrestling, I don't think that's good. I think that's an unhealthy growth for the business. As awesome as the performance center I hear is, I've never been there, as awesome of equipment they have and rings they have and resources they have and money in it, which I, I tip my cap to the WWE and Triple H for heading that thing up and Vince McMahon funding it. I do. I, I seriously, as a former wrestler, I think it's awesome. But I do think that you, you, you can't create a factory where you're just putting out people. You know, maybe open up a different phone center up in the Northeast with different trainers oversaw, overseen by Triple H again. Maybe put one in the West Coast, you know, a small performance center. Overseeing. Now, this is something that WWE might do because I could tell you that Vince McMahon uh, knows enough and Triple H, I'm sure, knows enough because of his history as a wrestler. And he came up like I came up doing the same era around, you know, around the same part of the country here in the Northeast. You know, these guys know Vince and these guys, you know, and Hunter, they know and Stephanie, they understand that you can't you do get better by working in front of other crowds under other people. That's how you grow. They know that. I don't think Vince and company and Triple H are trying to create a factory pumping out the same talent. I don't. I don't think they're trying to do that. 
but I think inadvertently they are. That's my perspective on it. Even though Mike didn't call an axe that, it kind of morphed into that. But sometimes things morph. Hey, Orlando in Florida, which is weird. Uh, welcome to the Tasha. What's going on, Tash? Orlando, how are you? Pretty good, man. Talk to me, buddy. Hey, so what do you think about Jinder Mahal, man, becoming the WWE ch- uh, champion on SmackDown, man? Check it out. I, I, I talked about this dude on Monday, right? I love it. I personally love it. I think he's got heat. I went into detail about it. I, I think also WWE, one of their top three markets is India. So from a business perspective, they need to do this because it's about making money. Um, I also think Jinder is a guy who's a 15-year veteran. I know a lot of people are throwing a flag on him being champ. Because he's only got a push, a real push for like th- the past month. I, I, I don't care about that. The guy's a pro. He's been on TV enough. He's been around like 15 years, and, and, and he's not a rookie, and, and, and he looks believable. He's 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, ripped to the gills, uh, looks like a killer machine, and, and can talk and work. So I got a problem with it. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool, man. I think it's pretty cool how they uh taking all the talent that you wouldn't expect to, uh, you know, be on that top level and everything. I, yeah. I think that's pretty cool how they're doing that. Well, that's how you make new stars, right, Orlando? You know, you got to make new stars, right? And that they did that. With, look, Randy Orton, like I said this the other day, Orlando, Randy Orton does not need a, a 14th WWE title run, but, but Jinder Mahal can use a first title run. You know, it creates new stars. You know what I'm saying? All right, Orlando, thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. No, that's that's the key. That's the key right there. All right, uh, let me get rolling into this teenage. Before I do that, Dennis Jones, you look sad. Uh, is there anything that you need to add to anything I just said? I mean, you know, I I, I don't want to leave you out of this discussion because no, then you, you, you when, look sad. You when know? you break that, it's the hat, man. The hat, like <laughs> the the curve on it's it. The it's the hat. Just, <laughs> it looks it looks frowning. That's uh, gonna help the sales of the Rover hat. Uh, no, so. the hat it fits comfortable and it's a Buy beautiful a hat. hat. Buy a hat and you'll be sad. That's how this works. No, I'm yeah. not sad. I'm I'm the opposite of sad. I'm happy. Quite Nerd. happy. Anyway, so is there anything that you wanted to add to this? No, when you when you break down wrestling like that, it's second to none. So I just sit back and, and oh, drink it in. This is how you keep your job, bro. You're the man. No, it really is. It's I no. I, I get a front row view of this stuff and I appreciate it. Yeah. No, you're very welcome. Thank you. You actually seem sincere on that. I was. I I I tell Ann all the time when you like yesterday, um, or the gender stuff. Whenever you get on a roll, man, it's. So you're saying like a lot of the time I'm not on a roll. Like you, it's a left-handed compliment. No, no, you are. You're kind of implying that. Yeah, you know, like the other day, like oh, this I knew this would be a great show. Does that mean that all the other shows suck ass? Is that what that means? I mean, seriously. No, I see. Now you're, you're saying it's black and white where there's only great shows and bad shows. There's. Right. I was, I'm just. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Gwen. Uh. I would say I would say almost uh, all the shows are at the baseline good, and then when you come in, when you come in and you get, and you can tell you're like I can't believe these people are mad at Jin, and I'm like today's gonna be a great show. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then when you when you get a caller like what was it, Orlando, and it just or Mike whoever whoever the one that morphed into where you're at, yeah. and you're able to just take his question and just run with it, it's insightful. You, a lot not a lot of people get to hear the insight from a, well, a former you. world champion. And well. It, and I and I get to sit in the same room, so it's yep, no doubt about it, bro, no doubt. Thank you very much, and there's no doubt about what you just said. Heat Jones, mm. all right, so uh, chamomile <laughs> and sex appeal. Bro, what she are, goes out with that. Uh, she goes out with <laughs> she goes out with the uh, country western Jones now, right? Blake you know? Shelton. 
What's his name? Shelton Benjamin or Benjamin Shelton? Which guy? I wish you knew the joke. Senor Benjamin. You would have... No, you don't know the joke. I don't know the joke, and I would have... Well, it's actually a good segue to my next topic about TNA, but... Oh, God, I've told this story like four times on here, and and people are laughing. They know the joke because you said Blake Shelton. I wish I could tell you guys that this was a whole contrived bit, but no doubt, into Blake Shelton, into TNA, and it's not. So basically, real quick story. So for you, Dennis, um, um, I'll I'll tell the story quick. You know, so... um, uh, yeah, I, I've told it before, so I, I, it, it is a story, I guess. Some would say maybe it's a tale. Boys and girls, pull up your stools. It is now time for Taz <laughs> Tales. It's not a Taz Tale original. This has been told before, but I'll just say it again. Um, we haven't hit that open in a while, so what the hell. So here's the thing. Dennis, pay attention, please. All ears. I was working for TNA back in the day. This is when Dixie Carter owned it, you know? Which I'll get into this Impact Wrestling stuff now, which I was asking earlier. Is Dixie Carter missed right now? I'm starting to think she might be, and I'll get into that in a second. So I'm working for TNA, and uh, we used to do a lot of TV in Orlando, you know, at at Universal Studio. We do a lot of tapings. So we had our same spots where guys would go and hang out or whatever. And me, I was back to my hotel and by my business because Mike Tanay and I would have to get to the building early for production meetings and all that stuff for the next day because we do like a couple days in a row shoots, you know. So... Um, go to this uh, the, like wing place or something like that in Orlando. It's, a, it's it's like a bar in the middle of the place. You know, real you know happening thing going on. Everybody's having a good time, just chilling. And the WWE was in town also while we were there, and they were working at the bigger building. We were at Universal, and um, so a lot of the WWE wrestlers uh, came into the same place and were hanging out, mingling amongst the TNA guys. And as you guys would imagine, you know most of the wrestlers know each other, even if you're in different companies or you've crossed paths or you're friends or whatever. So everybody was just kind of hanging out and seeing a lot of old friends, friends, you know, all this kind of stuff. Well, what happens is Dixie Carter was there. So the next day in the production meeting, she says, oh, yeah, no, a lot of the WWE guys were there. It was cool. And we're like, hey, and everybody was talking in the meeting. And it's like before the meeting, you know, pre-show uh, chatter, you know, Coffee Clots Jones, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, all that kind of stuff. You know, I used to love that. Anyway, um, Dennis, you paying attention to the story? Yeah, Dixie Carter. She comes okay. in the pre pre show. I was thinking what? <laughs> when you're laughing, yeah. that's the, what you described was Aunt and I, and then yeah, you're you're the annoying. Dixie Carter when you walk in and then <laughs> Yes sir, business time. <laughs> that's it's true though. So I'm familiar, yes. So anyway, so what happens is Dixie goes, Oh, I got to meet a, such a good guy, a great wrestler last night from WWE, uh Benjamin Shelton. So Legend. We're like <laughs> so everybody's like Oh, and as you know, it was Shelton Benjamin. So, yeah, <laughs> she called him Benjamin Shelton. Yes, and it just stuck. And she didn't know. Like she thought that was. Oh, his nobody name. corrected her. No, why would you correct her? That she's just the boss. You don't correct. You don't smarten her up. No, and there was a bunch of us in there that knew, you know, Shelton personally. So, uh, you know, and we knew his <laughs> name was not Benjamin Shelton. It was more like Shelton Benjamin. So, yeah, that when you said, uh, I don't know what got me on Blake this topic. Shelton. Oh, Blake Shelton, thank you. Now, back to the topic uh, that I'm going to put at hand here is the whole thing with, um, with Impact Wrestling. A lot of stuff going on with this whole broken gimmick with the Hardys, with Matt Hardy, and a lot of it's been public. And now, last night, uh, Ed Nomholm, the, 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 is he the, I guess he's the president of Impact Wrestling now. Uh, he's in charge. I don't know this man. I've never met him. Um, he sent a bunch of information to PW Insider to R. Mike Johnson, correct? Correct. And he basically made the fight with these guys, with the Hardys and, and uh, 
you know, uh, uh, Impact Wrestling has been public, as you guys know. But this got real public. Because this guy, Ed Norholm, he had sent a bunch of private, confidential texts. He made it public uh, from emails with WWE. Uh, I can't believe he did this. Um, it's all on PW Inside if you guys want to go look at it. Uh, but right now, Dennis, maybe you could read some of the stuff and catch people up here what's going on. We're a little late to break, but that's okay. Let's do this. So it's, it's, a, long, it's a long read. It's, it's a, you don't have to go through the whole it's thing. It's a good Just, read, but it's yeah. definitely lengthy. The crux of it is that he's basically trying to defend Impact's name, saying that we've been in contact lawyer to lawyer with the Hardys over the broken gimmick, and then he provides timestamps of the the back and forth between the two, uh, right? The two, uh, whatever the word is, parties, partner, yeah, parties. parties, and just reading it, it's it's such a. We were t- discussing before the show. It's so unprofessional. Like Horrible. that. That is private. You, you like. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He, he, you can't. There's a certain, not just a code in wrestling, but a code amongst people. I mean, you don't, you don't. I could respect the man trying to defend his company, defend himself. I, I respect that. I do. You just can't go. You can't go. That's a whole nother place, in my opinion, that this guy went by making this stuff public, sharing some tweets, phone call conversations. Emails with WWE. I just, I, I'm shocked that this happened. That this person, but I don't know this guy. And he's not from our business, you know. But yet, this is the same. This is the same man who, you know, when he first came amongst Impact Wrestling, he was in the audience in the empty arena while the guys were working out, and some guys were in the ring working out some spots and stuff, and just, and he's taking pictures and putting it on social media, like. And I talked to some people in Impact Wrestling, and I'm like, why, why is this guy doing this? Are you guys kidding me? What the? And they, they were like, I know. What are you going to do? He's the boss. Like, and no one wants to get heat with the boss. I get that, you know, but I, you can't go and just, no matter how pissed off you are, let's say Ed Norholm and the Impact Wrestling is in the right and the Hardys are wrong or whatever the, 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 the whole argument's about and the whole broken brilliance gimmick and all this stuff. I just don't think you go there. I just don't. I just don't think you go there. And, and it's not cool. Um, it's not cool. Right, I'm gonna go to break. I'll t- keep talking about this the other side of break. I'll take some phone calls too. And I want to. I want to give you my perspective on what Impact Wrestling did here. Well, Ed Nornholm, and the bad backlash that it could have on, you know, his roster or potential roster. Tasho, sit tight. Featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Uh, yeah, so I'm checking out this deal here on Twitter. And uh, I want to thank uh, Kevin Kimmins, at Kevin Kimmins. I'm a big fan of Taz's show here on the Twitter. He said, is this the end of the no fun league with a question mark? Basically, what he's talking about is Bleacher Report. He put out a deal on the Twitter. Dennis, I'm sure you didn't see this. Says the NFL expected to allow new TD, that says for touchdown, new TD celebrations, including group celebrations, snow angels, and more. 
you know what? I got no problem with it. I think that's cool, the NFL. I mean, the NFL is hated. You know, the Roger Goodell, people hate him. I mean, he, he's got the Mahalm heat. You know what I mean? Like, he's, you know, he's really just hated. So I think this is a good way for him to be uh, looked at as a babyface a little bit. I think they should do this. I mean, not the, you know, I got no problem with it. Um, I think it should be allowed in college, too. I mean, I, I wouldn't say go crazy with it. I, I think when these celebrations go too long, it's annoying. You know, but I think it's okay. I mean, but, you know, you get guys that are going to try to be creative now. And they can think of stuff and rehearse things. Some of these wide receivers. My only thing with this, with, with the whole football thing, and Dennis, you're going to you're appreciate this. My whole thing is I, and I've talked about this, or I might have tweeted it like a year ago or so, or talked about it. I effing hate, hate when a running back, especially a running back, scores a touchdown, and they look at the crowd and they yell stuff, you know, that's what's up, that's what's up. Yo, I'm right here. And they throw the football in the crowd, and their teammates are coming to celebrate with them, and they kind of blow them off, especially when those teammates are the offensive linemen. And you see the running back not even acknowledge the offensive lineman. That is what you call a big clumping load of bull Okay, because without that offensive lineman and those five guys, you ain't scoring on a run play. <laughs> it ain't happening. There's a good chance you ain't scoring on a throwing play because there's no blocking. You got to thank the offensive lineman. The mother F is in the pit. Thank those big sloppy bitches. You hear me right, Dennis? Well said. The, uh... The game is won in the trenches. They do not get enough credit offensively or defensively. And it, uh, that annoys me, too. When Listen, bro, if you're going to be the next big thing in radio, which we're trying to work on for you. Big cliche guy. No, thank you. you exactly. You, you are. And it's unless you do a show called Dead Air with, with Anthony, and then you do another show called Cliche Jones, where the whole show is just a steady diet of cliches. That's my... Uh, that's my radio gimmick. That when I'm, when be, I'm with you, I can be myself. When yes. I when I have to be professional, yes. I just spew I, I, cliches. You, you have a lot to say. You're very opinionated, kind of. I mean, you got a little heated early in the show, and it was like, on a scale of one to ten, ten being that you were furious, you were at a two, and it was it was scary to see. Hey, I like to be even keel Jones. Oh, you that's were my like dead Jones. <laughs> that's <laughs> dead air coming this fall. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, so that's the thing with the football thing. So thank you, Kevin, for sending that along. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, so um, real quick, and I, a lot of people calling the show. i got to jump on the phones here in a second. But just to t- point out again here about, about this whole impact wrestling thing, Ed Normholm thing. You know, and we're going we're gonna to give you some more comments on this. Actually, before I give you my, my, my thoughts on what potentially could happen, hopefully not, for impact, uh, what backlash on this. Uh, Dennis, why don't you read a little bit of some of the stuff that you grabbed uh, from, from PW Insider that, that Ed Normholm sent to Mike Johnson at PW Insider. So he provides timelines and just insight. For example, he says, on March 14th, Matt sent a text message that said, tried giving you a call, it rang and went busy. I'm open to working things out amicably as we spoke about. The lawyers who represented me are interested in seeing your offer. My lawyer's email is blank which you could send the offer to for us to review. Thanks. Jesus. And then Ed responds, Thank you, Matt. I was supposed to be flying into NYC today. I'm a little twisted. I will put something together with our lawyers and try to get over, get it over to your lawyers tomorrow or Thursday at the latest. Mm. All right, see, right there is just a problem. You know, you just can't. You can't do that. You can't do that, Mr. Nordholm. I'm sorry. You don't know me. I don't know you. And you're probably telling Jeff Jarrett and everybody that Taz will never work in Impact. And that's fine. That's that's okay. I don't have to work for Impact. But I'm just telling you. 
I'm just telling you, you can't do that. I understand you're defending your company. I defend you. You're defending yourself. I understand that. I do respect that. I understand you want what you feel is the truth out there. I got that too. You can't put out private dialogue with people. There's confidentiality. There's respect. You just can't go that low, in my opinion. You just can't. You just can't. This is talent. You're dealing with talent. You are an, a, a, a president. You're up a high, highest end of executive there is there. You got to do the job sometimes, bro. You got to do the job. You know how many jobs Vince McMahon has done to talent publicly? Do you realize how many jobs? Do you people understand that? The, the amount of him not going public with things. Not just him. Eric Bischoff in WCW. How many jobs he's done by not, by, by okay, let the talent say what they got to say, no problem. Paul Heyman, same thing. And now with social media, you can't include Paul as much and Eric as much, but Vince you can because of the way this is. Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter would not do this. And unfortunately, that lady's been the brunt of many jokes for people. You, but she would not have done this. I really would be shocked if she would have done this. And that's why I'm saying, is she missed? Would you do something like that? You can't do this. It's extremely extreme. It, too extreme. And dude, th now what about the, the, there's an email exchange, a dialogue with, with WWE in there, right? That yes, he, 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 continue, he continues and he links emails between him and somebody from the WWE. It's redacted, so you can't. Right. It, it's. The first half's blacked out, but it's at WWECorp.com. So it's I'm assuming it's one of the attorneys. That's what I assume. Okay. So, basically, I want to get the good ones. No, you, listen, sir. You're doing a good job. You take your time. It's no problem. I got people on the phone. Phones are jammed up. I got to get on the phone here while you're working on that. It's, it's, in, regards, it's in regards to the broken gimmick and whoever mystery... Mystery WWE man says, Hi, Ed. Thanks again for your note. I talked with the team internally, and the rumors are just that. No interest on our end in getting involved. Because, hold on, just so people understand, what happened was Ed Nolholm, this is, this is all public. This is, not, this is right. on the thing. Ed said to WWE in an email, Hey, um, uh, we're hearing internet rumors and dirt sheet rumors and stuff like that. I think the guy might even use the word dirt sheets in the email, which is just weird in itself. Like, that's like, ugh. You know, that's whatever. And said uh, that you guys have interest in the broken gimmick. Is this true? If if so, whatever. I guess he's looking to do business with them. That's what it was, right? I'm paraphrasing. That Does that make sense, what I'm saying, Dennis? Yes. yes. I, okay. the, the exact uh, Hi, Ed says to him, Hi, Blank. I've been approached by Matt Hardy's lawyers regarding broke, the broken universe. And they have set all the dirt sheets alive. So Ed is the one who uses dirt sheet. Well, that's what I thought, yeah. Who... Uh, who set the dirt sheets alive with the rumors that the WWE is trying to work something out with us. I am completely open to a proper discussion on this if it is genuine, but have no interest whatsoever in conducting negotiations on Twitter through Talent and his wife. So Basically, WWE came back with that we don't have interest in the character and the gimmick. Thank you for contact, this type of thing. Yes. Again, paraphrasing. So that kind of goes back to what I said a while back. Now, if this is all true, which it seems like, I guess this part is, but... You know, Matt Hardy put out a tweet, and he's not happy about this. Rebby Hardy, Matt's wife, she's not happy, and I can't blame them at all. I really can't. Uh, not one iota. But basically what I was saying a while back is once I saw the way the Hardys debuted in WWE and how Matt was kind of doing a broken gimmick and Jeff's not, I felt like that was weird. Like, you know, this probably is not going to happen 
uh, the broken gimmick in WWE, unfortunately. As much as we all love it, uh, it's probably not going to happen. And, and to me now, when I read this before the show and saw this, I'm thinking, okay, I guess hate to be that guy, but I was right. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, Matt Hardy uh, about 10 hours ago tweeted, and this is right now, it's 8.17 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday. So this was last night, I guess. Uh, tweeted, I'll tell the truth, and I don't need uh, to, you know what, I, I don't want to get into like, well, there's the tweet. I, I was going to say, just yeah, read it. You know, I was going to say, I don't want to get into the, the, making this thing worse. And I, but, yeah, read the tweet. It, it says, I t- <laughs> that was fun. That wasn't, that wasn't Anthony's fault. But it was I tell fault. the truth, and I don't need to desperately overcompensate to prove my public credibility. My facts will be shared via the correct venue. Yeah, so that was the situation where I said, you know what? I don't want to read Matt's tweet. I don't want to make this thing worse. And then the tweet flies up on my screen. That's nice. So... <laughs> Bad timing, Jones, on my part. But anyway, uh, just because I, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so this thing, the, the plot thickens here. I mean, you know, it's just bad. It's ugly. It sucks that it's public. I don't think this gentleman, Ed Nordholm, should have done what he did here. I just really, really, really don't. Don't at all. Hey, Garrick in Chicago, you're on the Taz Show. What's up? What's up, Taz? Good moment, man. Good moment, buddy. So I, I kind of wanted to touch on the Matt Hardy situation. I was, well, is it okay if I tell you something that Dave... Melser reported or no? Uh, yeah, I guess you're gonna now. Sure, <laughs> you just started it. You might as well, right? I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, Don't be uh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, well, he reported that you know WWE didn't want to get involved because they didn't want to you know go into the whole thing of you know buying a gimmick or idea right. from someone else. Now let me ask you a question, Gap. Before you continue with that comment that Dave Meltzer said, because I agree with Dave Meltzer. You know why? Because. I said the same thing here weeks ago, and I don't I don't have to talk to people in WWE to know that. But see, that's the difference. I'm just saying, not taking a shot at Meltzer. I have no problem with Meltzer, but that's just an example of some of these guys need sources. Some of us don't because we've lived it. You know, we understand it. So I'm just trying to let you know that, Garrick. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm sorry about that. No, don't be sorry. No, dude, there's nothing for you to be sorry about. I'm just letting you know it was an opportunity for, for me to let my audience know that, too. So it's like, so what, what he said right there is right. Dave Meltz is right. He is. I said the well, same thing <laughs> without talking to anybody in WWE, you know? Would you want me to continue? It's really cool. Well, I guess so. Yes, sir. Please continue. It's going so well. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Don't be sorry. You know, you, you and Dennis need to get together because he, he says sorry about nothing. I'm not sorry. So, I apologize know. for nothing. I, I like you, Garrick, better than Dennis, but I digress. So continue with uh, Meltz's comments. He said Hardy is actively pursuing acquiring the rights to it, and Meltzer noted that if WWE was not interested in the gimmick, they would not tell him. They would tell him to stop doing the broken mannerisms. Mannerisms, yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. That's okay. He's been using no television. <laughs> and uh, Meltzer also noted that it's clear that WWE is interested in the gimmick if Hardy can get the rights for it. However, they have no desire to get involved in the process. Uh, and I, and that, I, I agree with all that. And and that's the thing that jumped out to me was that, uh, uh, thank you, Garrick, for calling, was that it was, and I've said this many times, at nauseum, that Jeff wasn't doing the gimmick and Matt was. Um I quasi-agree that WWE would say stop doing those mannerisms, but it's hard to do that. It's hard to tell a talent that. When, when you're acting the gimmick, it's like you're not, if you're not saying the word broken, you're not doing it. I mean, you're not, I'm sorry. You're not saying the word broken. You're not shooting it that way. You're not referencing Vanguard 1. You're not, you know what I mean? Like, if you're not, but if you're acting it and your hair is like it and all that, I, I, not that WWE can't tell you to stop because you work for them and, 
as a talent, as a performer, they can tell you anything to stop. I don't know if Vince cares enough. I just think he thinks it's cool what Matt's doing. He's obviously a fan of Matt and Jeff, and he should be because they're awesome. Um, but to what you just said uh, about what Meltzer said, I agree that if and when Matt Hardy can get full creative control legally of the broken brilliance gimmick and all that, I think then, yeah, maybe WWE would do that. To me, that's a little perplexing and just head-scratching for me is WWE could have just went into doing a quasi-broken gimmick without using the word broken and without getting into any legalese with TNA if with Impact Wrestling if Impact Wrestling true ind- indeed had some uh, rights to exclusivity to the character of the broken gimmick. So to me... I find that a little crazy because it's it's very easy to play off of that broken gimmick without getting into any legalese. It really is. And WWE knows that. But again, I said this a while back. I don't think WWE wants to mess with that one iota. And one of the main reasons is, is because Vince McMahon and WWE looked at the Hardys, no matter if they were in TNA, Ring of Honor, Japan, wherever the hell they were. When they come back, Vince is thinking, no one knows nothing about them what they did. They know them as the Hardy Boys. That's what they know them as because we made stars in the Hardys and their talents made them stars. So all this other stuff don't be nothing because when they come back to WWE, people will remember them as the Hardy Boys. I don't necessarily agree with that. People did remember them. I'm not saying I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that mindset. But who am I to buck Vince McMahon's mindset? You know, when he's a creative genius and a multi-millionaire, billionaire, whatever he is. So... I, I'm not going to do that, where I've learned things from Vince. So I'm not going to sit there and say he's wrong on that. I don't know if I agree with that. I believe in evolving, and I believe that the, the Hardys have become more mainstream and can have a connectivity to the younger audience as opposed to the Hardy Boys era when it was the Attitude Era and guys like me were wrestling in WWE in that era. You know, So I, I, I think that times have changed, and, and uh, it, it would have been cool for them to debut with some sort of a new broken gimmick. But once they came out and they used the Hardy Boys music and all that, and they still do, they got a new T-shirt out. It's got that that bright color green and all that, like the old school Hardys look. I mean, that's what they're running with right now. Maybe it'll change. And it's an easy gimmick to change with these guys. I said it before. You can just do what they did in the past where Matt Hardy bangs his head or Jeff bangs his head, and all of a sudden they become broken and without using the word broken or become, you know what I mean? Like, it's very easy to fix. That's... That's my point. Yeah, or change, I should say, not fix. It's, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing right now. You know what I mean? It's, there's really nothing wrong with what they're doing right now because it's working. They're getting over, and they're, they're, they're the champs, right? So they're the champs, right? Yeah, they're the champs. Evan in Boston, you are on the Taz Show. What's up? Taz, good moment, brother. Good moment, man. Um, first time, long time. Oh, Lord. Look at you in the yam bag right away. <laughs> Typical Boston guy. Right, quickly, are you a Patriot fan? But of course I am. Did he take the balls and order the equipment guy to alter them? How can I help you, sir? Yes, so Kaz, a couple weeks back, uh, you brought up a point that you didn't go into detail uh, that some something Jinder Mahal was doing wrong, and you brought up, uh, you mentioned that it was about physicality. I just want to know, did he correct that in your mind? Wait, wait, uh, hold on, Evan. I said he was doing, he was doing physicality wrong? Is that what you're saying to me? You said he was doing something uh, oh, that wasn't yes. right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I don't, 
I feel weird to explain what that was because, you know, I pull back the curtain here. I don't want to pull it back that much. Yep. Uh, the match that I saw with him and Randy on Sunday, yeah, he fixed that physicality to answer your question. Okay. I know right. I, I hate to – I shouldn't have said what I said because I didn't – I couldn't explain it, and I can explain it. I don't want to explain it. That's why. You know what I mean? I, I get you. I got you, brother. I got you. So that's the deal. You know what I mean? Um, I'm done with the tablets. Uh, what, what else? We're good. <laughs> we're good otherwise, uh, Belichick. I mean, uh, uh, Evan, we're good otherwise? <laughs> We're all good, Taz, man. Thanks for taking my call. All right, buddy. Day, night, I, uh, cold, hot. I appreciate it, Evan. Take care, bud. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. The Boston people. You see, you notice that, Dennis? They're in and out, bro. They want. They get on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. They're gone, bro. They don't want to mess around here with I, a Bills fan, former Jeff fan. They don't want to deal with it. I get that they from their don't, perspective. They just don't. They just they don't want to play around. In and out, Jones. Chick, 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 chick find that very interesting you know what i mean very interesting did you want to discuss why uh nordholm and impact this could uh this could hurt yes thank you thank you sir dennis thank you you're welcome so this could hurt potentially now some might think i'm crazy on this ah i don't know (laughs) I'm going to get, I look, I've gone this far talking about impact, and not, not about impact. I'm just talking about Ed Nordholm. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about anybody else who works for impact because this was just him, Ed Nordholm, doing this. And I, like, as I said, I don't agree with what he did. And this is the problem uh, that potentially could happen. Um, listen, the industry, the wrestling industry is built on trust. Now you would think, oh, God, that's a crazy statement. There's so much backstabbing. Yes, there is. There's so much, over the years, so much carny bullshit with promoters. Absolutely. I've been a victim of it over the years, and many of us have. Uh, How's it built on trust? Well, no, it's built on trust in the sense of if you book me, like years ago when I was coming up, if you book me on a card uh, for an independent show, and like a lot of these guys have, they don't have contracts. So you say, all right, I'm going to pay you whatever, you know, $10 to come wrestle. No problem. And you're going to go over. Okay, great. And I get there and you give me $5 and tell me I have to do the job. Well, you broke trust. And that rarely happens, well, back in my day because you'd get a bad name and get blacklisted as a promoter. But sometimes it would happen and those guys did get blacklisted where wrestlers did not want to work for those guys. Okay? Impact Wrestling, unfortunately, because of a lot of things that have happened over the recent past, this past several years with financial issues, and people leaving because they weren't getting paid, and people getting pissed off, and talent saying they weren't treated right, and yada, yada, yada. It's had a very black, uh, a bad black eye amongst wrestling fans and wrestlers amongst the industry in the business. Do you think that's a fair statement, Dennis? Absolutely. Okay. So, you now have a new ownership. Anthem out of Canada. They own the company. It's a whole new thing. Maybe it's a fresh start. Jeff Jarrett's in there doing his thing. Cool. I, I, I have no problem with Jeff. I think it's great. Now you do something like this. In my opinion, as a wrestler, you now run the risk of breaking trust with potential talent that could come work for you. I don't know why you'd want to go wrestle for Impact Wrestling. You can't. You, you broke the bond. There's a bond. You're, you're, you're not just about Matt Hardy, but about WWE. You just can't do that. You can't expose that stuff to the public. It's private business. And this has nothing to do with the wrestling business. Just private business is private business. 
all of us in our lives, me, Dennis, you people listen to this or watch this, no matter what line of work you're in, you have email or text exchange with people you work with or work for, or people who maybe work for you, that should never be public. Agreed? Yes. You can't do this. So you break the trust amongst a, a bunch of men and women that are about trust. The business is based on trust mainly, and that comes from in-ring. I'm giving you my body. You're giving me your body. We have to protect each other here. That's called trust. The key to having a successful wrestler match, which I think these younger guys get this and they do this, these young guys and girls today, my job, I'll go in there and make you look great. And if you have the same mindset, we're going to have a great match. I'm going to try to make you look great. You're going to try to make me look great. And we're going to have a great match. And of course, we'll do a dive. So that was too easy. But anyway, <laughs> I'm joking. It's built on trust. It's built on trust. When you do something like Mr. Normholm did, I feel you break the trust. And you break the bond and the code of what wrestlers have. If I'm a young wrestler and I, am, you know, I have an opportunity to go on Impact Wrestling and be on TV, that's great and that's awesome. Unless it's for a plethora of money, I might think, eh, maybe I don't want that heat and get the bad rub. Because if I go work now for Impact Wrestling, this is the money shot. I hate to say it like this, but if I go work now for Impact Wrestling, how am I ever going to go work for WWE? Where's the potential to do that? I could be burning a bridge inadvertently with WWE. I'm just saying for young wrestlers. If I go do business with Impact, how can I go do that now? How can I possibly do that? Well, some would say, well, nobody wants to. Who cares? Maybe not nobody. Maybe somebody don't care about going to WWE. And that could be true. But I would think most young wrestlers, guys and girls, and broadcasters, their goal is to be what the mecca. And that's WWE, to make that kind of money, to have that kind of exposure. They have a plethora of platforms from Impact, I'm sorry, Impact from, from NXT to SmackDown to 205 Live to Raw to the WWE Network. There's just a plethora of opportunities to make money with the Mecca. Why would I want to burn bridge if I'm a young guy or girl with going to have an opportunity to go to the Mecca? If I'm a wrestler in an Impact Wrestling locker room, I'm not happy that this guy did this. It's not just about WWE. It's just the, the, the black guy that TNA always had because of some bad business moves. This, I think, amongst especially the hardcore fans and wrestlers, just my opinion, and people in Impact could say, Taz, F you, you're wrong. And that's fine. That's your prerogative. You can tell me that. Fans can say the same thing about me. But what I'm telling you is I, 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 I think it could potentially have that those ramifications on those younger wrestlers possibly going to work for Impact Wrestling and for those talents that they have in Impact Wrestling, a lot of them might be like, wow, why did the boss just do this? That was not smart. Just my perspective. Take it for what it's worth. I'm going to break here. All right. Taz Show moving on to a different topic. On the side of break, we'll be on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. I'll get to some phone calls. Talk a little bit more uh, SmackDown. Uh, but we'll do it in the other side of
to play it. A new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All righty. Yeah, we're going into the fourth quarter city here. If you missed that last segment, I think you might have missed some good stuff. By the way, um, we are on Facebook right now, Facebook Live at Taz Show. Uh, maybe not. Let me start that again. I made a mistake. <laughs> Uh, welcome back. Fourth Quarter City. Uh, yeah, if you missed that last segment, you missed something really good. Take two. And we are on Facebook Live right now at Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. Facebook Live. Absolutely. Uh, so, hello, everybody. Uh, hello, 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 hello on the Facebook Live. Uh, get to you guys in a little bit here. So, um, yeah, I was saying you during a break, man. That last segment was, like, talking about the whole Impact Wrestling stuff with uh, Ed Nolan Home putting out all the private communication he's had with Matt Hardy and the WWE uh, was just very shocking and disappointing at the same time and I feel it just breaks trust um, you know I was just was flowing in that last segment I just I and people are you know I, I'm lucky I have a platform to share I've earned that luck by the way and I'm proud that I have a big enough audience that people uh, get me understand me and they give patience to hear my thoughts and opinions and you spread the word of the show. So thanks for that. Plus, it's not only is your insight valuable because of your experience, but th- there's no subscription base. There's nothing like that. Like this is coming all natural every day, and you and you bring the heat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, there's. I mean, you're not going to find this kind of insight elsewhere. Ah. And that's not even me being. No, I know you're not. I'm I smoocher because nope. that's not me. Well, because you know, we've discussed it, and some in meetings here at CBS have discussed it. I mean, it, there's a lot. There's a lot of information that comes out from my experience that I've had people say, you know, this, you know, <laughs> I've had people high high end in the business. Let's just put it this way: that say we're shocked that this show is done for free. I'm being honest because of a lot of the insight. Yeah, we have a lot of fun here. There's a lot of you know. Dicking around and tomfoolery, absolutely, I know that, you know. But 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 there's a lot of messages in here, and there's a lot of information here. From speaking from, and I humbly say, over three decades of experience. So you know, on, on every level. So um, I don't know. That last segment, I, I think that if no matter if you're an Impact Wrestling fan or not, I think you should give it a listen. Um, you might um, learn something. Because um, I, I I I left it out there. I, I explained it. Broke it down. Ah, whatever. People heard it. I'm not going to get into any more details about it. Hey, uh, Shaw, Shaw in Indiana. You're on the Taz Show. What's up? Hey, Taz. It's uh, Sean from Indiana. As you know, I just got a question for you, buddy. Yes, sir. I got uh, tickets for my son. We're going to a SmackDown Live uh, house show. And uh, we got the uh, the VIP experience type deal where you go backstage with the talent and all that. Nice. My question to you. Which Taz Show shirt should I be representing on that experience? Well, let's discuss this. It's a very good question. What uh, current shirts do you have? Well, I'm gonna. Well, my 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 plan is to buy whichever one you recommend. That way, I can get going. Because uh, okay, let me hold on, Sean. Let me get this straight. So, currently, you have no Taz Show shirts. Uh, that is correct. I'm ashamed to, to admit. Yeah, I don't know why you admit that. That's a good way to get banned from the show. Uh, I don't know well, why you'd even bring this up. What are you nuts? Uh, can, I, can I mention one thing, though? I do still have and represent regularly at the gym 
your original The Mood is About to Change orange tribal t-shirt from WWE. Uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. We need to move on to a different shirt. So if because <laughs> <laughs> that's that thing's that thing's a lot of years old. Yeah, no, you could get an, an orange one. There's a new orange, well, not new, but it's a Taz Show shirt that's orange. It says the Gimmick Clubhouse on it. Uh, if you like orange and you look good in orange, get that one. Uh, get it at uh, clothesline.com or um, I don't know if they, they're going to eventually move my shirts to Pro Wrestling Tees. Right now, they're still at clothesline.com. So you can go there and get it. Uh, that, that's a cool shirt you can wear because you'll stand out in the orange shirt. If you don't want orange, there's a plethora of black shirts. There's a running the game shirt. That's a great shirt with a rover on it. I'm running the game. Uh, there's you know there's a, there's a bunch of Tasho shirts there, bro. You know I mean, you got to get orange though, you know. Well, I, I think I will, and uh, you know, as the uh, as the picture opportunities present themselves, I'll make sure to get some shots with some of the talent and send yes, uh, yes. them your way. When is this house show? Uh, it's it's a ways off. It's July 31st. It's in uh, at the Fort Wayne Coliseum. Okay, got it. Um, but I do I do also want to mention I was also at the uh, the takeover in Chicago, and uh, I I know another caller. He he managed to get through the door with the Taz Show sign. Mm. Uh, I was not as lucky. Mine was confiscated. Really, I'm curious. What they say to you, Sean, with the sign? Uh, they you know you, you go through. I, I went in through the south gate, so. You know whatever gate that other guy went in but they uh they were like yeah we got to check the signs and uh so i had i had it just was uh it's a tad show and on the other side it says survive if i let you and uh he was like i'm gonna have to take that sign and i was like any reason why and he was like he's like i'm just going to take that sign so he didn't give me a uh because you're repping taz or yeah. nothing like that he just he took the sign i wonder if my show or my name is like on a list like, you know, you just made the list. I wonder if my show's, like, on a list. You know what I mean, Sean, thank you for calling. I wonder if the Tash was on a list, like, for the... the they have a, the security meeting with the WWE. This happens out in a shoot, actually. They have a meeting. A lot of people don't know this. They have a meeting with the WWE security and then the in-house security. So WWE security tells the in-house security what to do, what not to do, be careful of this, in the building, like, where the ring is. I don't think... Maybe signs are brought up in there. I don't know. But for people at the gate, they're not security. They're ticket uh, grabbers, whatever they call it, ass grabbers, whatever. So, so I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think they should listen uh, to them. Uh, it's America, you know what I mean? Mark King, Facebook Live, Blacklist Jones, exactly, exactly. Interesting. You think the Taz shows on a list? Like, there's a list of different names of things where people can't bring signs in, Dennis? Maybe, right? I want to say no because you. They, some get through. Yeah, some get through. There's a lot of good pub. This, but at yeah. the same time, you know what it is? I think it's the individual. Mm. Maybe, maybe it's the. You're not on the list, but it's like an unwritten rule like hey uh, Taz is a bit of a douche maybe we shouldn't have his sign something like that yeah you're not you're not blackballed but they're aware of you why would you say like that blackballed instead of blackballed why would you say blackballed why was your inflection like blackballed what, what was that why would you do that that was stupid that, why, why'd you, I'm no, serious see, I, I don't, no, I don't that, think that was kind of stupid it really was stupid I, I think when people talk about being blackballed when people talk about being blackballed yeah they think of more of the black, and I look at more of the ball. So I really focus on emphasizing the ball, the balls. Yeah. Exactly. Pocket pool Jones got it. Okay, I understand. Black I understand. bald. Excuse me. Black bald. Like baseball. 
I don't, need my, I don't need my eardrums. I'm good. Uh, I understand. Might be more of a hockey sound, but I digress. Hockey. Pa- pa- what'd you say? It's hockey. You <laughs> from Switzerland? <laughs> oh, hello, Taz. I would like to tell a joke. I know it's Germany, but Europe, it's all the same. Now you're attacking the calls of the show. No, I love Wolfgang. Hmm. It's unbelievable. Don't. I, don't. I thought we were having Tatanka come in. Don't. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Because uh, no, it's almost 9 o'clock, so they, you know, they, they know what's going on. Sound effects store gets a little wonky towards the end of the show. Yeah, you don't. No, well, they, no, well, they start warming up. They're warming up the gimmick. You know, that's what they do. Had that in the air conditioner. Yeah, the guy down there, Pablo. <laughs> oh, he's a yeah. nice guy. Yeah, he's a prick. Yeah, you, you don't know, like Pablo? No, I don't. I think that's really. When I walk rude. by, he stares at my ass all the time. Like, what is that about? He's like, well, do you want me and Ant to have a word with him? <laughs> you can say you want me and Ant to go to lunch with him. What the hell? <laughs> I'll take him to lunch. What the heck? Mike Johnson owes me lunch. Yeah, yeah. Mike Johnson. That is his real name. Kenny, in Connecticut. You're on the Taz show. Good moment, Taz. Good, Good moment. moment, Lumberjack. What's moment. up, man? <clears throat> hey, first off, I want to start off by apologizing for last week. What happened? Um, I called up, and there was a mix-up in the name, and they thought I was Brian. Oh, this is Blind Kenny. Yes, Blind Kenny. Oh, okay, okay. So tell me what happened. Yeah, there was a little bit of a, a tense moment with you and I. I felt some tenseness. Yeah, well, I said Blind Kenny, and he said Brian. I said, no, Blind Kenny. And he said, Brian. I said, no, Blind Kenny. And it just, and then he said, okay, hold on. Test one, two. So, okay, so that's Cowboy making that error, you're saying, right? Cowboy. The cowboy, I think, is saying something right now to Dennis. Is he? Dennis, relay this message from Cowboy. <laughs> he basically, he, he said he needs to get his ears checked. Wow. See that? So, Kenny, I, I'm sure, sorry, my sh- my staff is attacking you. I apologize for that. Um, it's unprofessional. Uh, he's saying that you, it's he said, she said. It's he said, he said. You know what I mean, Kenny? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you seem annoyed now again. This is like the last call. You seem annoyed again. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get you upset. I'm not upset at all. You seem upset. I'm fine. No, I'm not upset. Well, you got upset last week because you said, my name is, you, you got nasty with me. I remember that part. I'm just saying. Yeah, because I got flustered in, and I was, first I was confused because I didn't know I was on air. Right. And then I got frustrated and, and with myself. Right, right. I understand. It's okay, and, Kenny. It's sorry. okay. We're good. No, we're good. No, not to be sorry about. I'm not sorry. I apologize for nothing. I just wish one man would say sorry in my life. Everybody else is saying it except for one man. And I'm still searching for that one guy, that redheaded prick in this room, but I digress. <laughs> so, Kenny, how can I help you? Okay, I wanted to give my off the hooks. Yes. And I wanted to ask you something about promos. Okay, go for it. Okay, first off, my off the hooks. The first match is a fro- Fatal Frostway. Nice. I like the name. Yeah. And it's Frosted Flakes versus Frosted Mini Wheats versus Frosted Cheerios versus Frosted Toast Crunch. So you went a four-way. Yep. All right. That's against the rules, but we'll let it go. What's your second? My second match is a Monster Ball match, <laughs> which funny. is Frankenberry versus Count Chocola. Wow. You put some thought into this, Kenny. I respect that. And what's your third? My third match is a Bowl on the Pole match. <laughs> the winner of the match gets to eat their bowl of cereal in peace. What does that and mean, in peace? So you lost me. I think you on top of the pole. They eat the, they eat the cereal on the pole. <laughs> no? You have a guy sitting up there on the pole up the S. Jones, you're eating the cereal. No? Yes? Maybe? No? I guess not. 
No, not really. All right, no. all right, is that it? Well, it's a promo. So you got to shoot. What do you got? And it was Lucky Charms versus. Oh, all right. That tricky rabbit tricks. That little tricky. All right, so guy, what's your promo question? My promo thing is I've been watching wrestling since the late '60s, and yes. you were saying last week about you know old school promos with like Ric Flair and <laughs> yeah. JJ Dillon and etc. Yeah. And um, my point is that. I find it really refreshing with gender how that it's there's a lot of heat there. Yep. It just seems that, you know, with so many wrestlers nowadays that it's there's a lot of gray. Some people are cheering, some people are booing. Right. But with gender it just seems like the heat is there. You know. Gender like gender we, and you're right, Kenny. The thing too, bro, is gender doesn't care about getting the audience to pop for him. Where a lot of the younger wrestlers they just want to get over with the audience and pop. Uh, this guy is just staying in the heat zone, and that's smart. Uh, Kevin Kevin uh, Kevin Owens does the same thing, you know. Keep the heat, and that's I think that's what. And Bobby Roode in NXT does the same thing. They don't they don't just look for the pop. They want to keep the heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was thinking in the lines of like like back with the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan, and you know uh, Koloff and Hulk of course. Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Where if they keep the belt on him, I mean it made Hulk Hogan look that much better. Absolutely, he's the heel. I mean, I mean, the, the heel always makes the baby face look better. And thank you for calling, Kenny. That's what I was saying about if what I said earlier in the other segment about what wrestlers that's built on trust. And if my goal is to make you my opponent look great, and your goal is to make me your opponent look great, we both have the same agenda. We're gonna have a great match. That's kind of what wrestling is supposed to be. And same with promos. You know. I mean, it gets crazy sometimes, and I, you know, I mean, I, I've shot low on guys in promos, and guys have shot low on me. But when you're in a deep program with someone, that happens. I mean, that's supposed to happen. It's good business. No one gets insulted. You know, I never had anybody get mad at me on a shoot because I said something bad about them on a promo, and I've never got mad at no one either. I mean, it's it's a work. You know, you understand that's entertainment. It's a business. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's. Uh, Awesome. Ignacio Vasquez said the celebration last night, Jinder, was great. I totally agree. And I said that earlier in this show. I love the celebration. The dancing uh, people around, uh, the the Indian, Indian, Indian dance stuff. I don't know. Pardon me. I don't know what, what you call all this stuff. But I know I was highly entertained. And um, I, I like the fact of him coming out. He's so much bigger than everyone else. He just looked like a star. I mean, the, the, they put money into that entrance. It was money, and it was no physicality at the end, which was good. It was nice. He made his point, got his heat, and got the hell out of there with the 7,000 people that were with him. I thought it was great. I'm serious. I did. Loved it. Loved it. Mimi Maria, Bollywood. Yes, that's like the music, I guess, right? I love that stuff. I didn't want to do it, but you're right. No, but that's cool, man. It's like, you know, that music is cool. It's, it's, uh, I wish we had some Bollywood music. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I think it's cool. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Sorry. I don't know what the hell just happened now. It's just, yeah, I don't know. We're getting crazy here. That was an accident, uh, the music is the key. The dancing, the colors, they put that thing across the rope. It's awesome. I think it's great. I loved it. That, I, his music is cool too, but this is not Jinder's music, but Jinder's music is cool. 
I didn't realize how cool it was. Tommy Wu says, play Punjabi, MC, and Jay-Z. Ooh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Slow that down to me. I don't know if we can do that. Punjabi. MC and Jay-Z. I don't know. That might be Illegal Jones. Mm. We'll see. I, I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it very much. If you find, let me know. I got something. Uh-oh. Oh. This song is awesome. Oh, I do know this song. <laughs> yeah, man. But anyway, you listen to the audio on demand. You're not hearing this. So. <laughs> Sorry. We can just kill it now. Hey, uh, James in North Carolina, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, buddy. So, uh, I just had a few questions real quick. Yes. Or a comment about Dolph Ziggler. Yes. Okay. So, like, one year ago, he was fighting the men, and he put his whole career on the line. Yep. And... This is, like, after months and months of Dolph, like, never winning anything. Like, he just kept losing and losing and doing the job, which I understand is a part of wrestling. Right. But one thing I started to notice about Dolph is he was very over. And, honestly, that match with The Miz was actually one of my favorite matches of all time. I thought it was great. Yep. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. And the thing I've noticed is he... He was so over, but then it's kind of like the Sami Zayn thing, too. Like, the more you do the job, the less and less people believe in you. I don't agree with any of this you're saying, James. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree. No, 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 hold on. Let me stop you now. Here's the reason. I'll let you continue in a second, but here's the thing, dude. You know, we just watched Dolph Ziggler do this whole angle and carry the, pro the, the, the program with Nakamura for the past couple of weeks on a microphone. And then go and have a, a you know a knockdown drag out at the pay per view. So I don't know what you're saying, bro. Now he's now Dolph's in the the gimmick uh, money in the bank match. So I mean, he's, you don't think he's getting pushed? Certainly, I don't think he's getting pushed. He is, but in in a different kind of way. Like it's like um, if you keep making him do the job, so to speak. Which, like I said, I understand it's wrestling. Gotta do the job. There's yeah. two parts. Yeah. So listen, bro. You're saying that if he keeps doing the job, he's gonna lose credibility. That's what you're saying, right? He's not credibility. He's losing the reaction from the crowd. Like I watched for the entire year, I was paying attention. He was really over. I mean, he's to me him being a heel. I understand why they were trying to do, but like he would have been more over as a babyface, and because he he had the reaction. He's, he's kind of Shawn Michaels-esque with this. He's like a pretty boy. He's He yeah. sells better than anybody I've ever seen. All right. So, James, what, what, what are you, bro, listen to me. What, what are you asking me? Because I, I, I got to tell you, I think I disagree. If I'm understanding you correctly, I uh, I feel what they're doing with Dolph right now is totally fine. And the whole thing, doing a job thing, listen, that could change on a dime. It don't matter. If you're built up enough, built up enough, built up enough, and you get enough push and you do the job, it's not the end of the world. It's not. I mean, it's not. So I, I kind of disagree with you, dude. Okay, I understand that. Uh, can I ask one more question real quick? Yeah, go for it fast, please. Or It's more, it's kind of like a question. Um, so with the whole Matt Hardy thing, he's like, 
the thing that confuses me is he was very into his gimmick, like doing it in interviews and everything. Right. Staying in character, yes. Yeah. I, see, I just don't understand. I, I mean, I, I understand, but him signing with WWE again, I would have thought that he would have made sure before he signed. No, no. James, it's about yeah. making money. James, James, it's about making money, brother. It's about making money. He's making more money with WWE. This, they're in the twilight of the career, their careers, the Hardys. This is his last uh, last run, most probably. So he's got an opportunity to be with the Mecca and make money and close his career out where it started with his brother. So I don't have a problem with him going there. I understand what you're saying. He should have checked beforehand. He probably did. But his bosses, WWE, the new bosses, probably said, well, we're not effing with that right now, so take it or leave it. Hardy boys or not. That could have been what happened. If you're, if, you're Jeff Hardy, if you're Matt and Jeff Hardy, and they say take it or leave it, broken or not, Vince tells you that, what are you going to say? I'm definitely going to say take it. That's right, brother. You're going to say take it. Thank you for calling, James. That's exactly right. <laughs> James has felt what it's like to work on the Taz show behind the scenes. Yeah, Dennis, give me the floor. No, I mean, I, I like it. It was well put. It's like you want to do things your way until it's like here's a boatload of money. You're going to do things my way. Everybody, Million Dollar Man had it right. Everybody's got a price. That is a shoot. Million Dollar Man, that comment. By him. We're in, we're in fifth quarter city, as usual, by the way. Fifth quarter city. Never fails. I bring the content. You know that. Last caller today. Sean, South Carolina. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, buddy. I uh, hate to do this to you. It's the last call, but first time, long time. Oh, my God. Come on! <laughs> Yambag. What's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. Um, I love, just want to say I love your show. I think you got uh, probably the best show. Uh, anywhere, um, yeah, uh, TV, radio, whatever. Thank you. Um, um, but I wanted to make a quick statement, and then I had a question. Um, yes, I'm going to Raw this Monday, um, and for the first time in my 30-plus years of going to wrestling shows, I'm taking a sign. So I just wanted uh, you to be on the lookout for it. And I ordered, and unlike Sean from Indiana, I ordered my T-shirt already, and Attaboy. I have it. Attaboy. And I'm going to do it. You but are the man. Was well, this sign going to be orange? It is going to be orange and black. All yeah. right. Don't, don't surprise us. As long as you don't say, you know, like uh, Taz Show is number two, not number one. <laughs> That'd be funny if someone had a Taz Show sign is number two. That's not funny. Don't do that. I'm joking, people. <laughs> no, no. I wouldn't do that to you. I no, no, no. I'm um, But after watching um, uh, the backlash and I watched the AJ Styles and the Kevin Owens match, um, which I thought was really good except for the ending, um, I, I, something came to me I thought about um, – since both of them are former world champions and Kevin Owens being the universal champion, AJ being a former world champion, is it kind of a slap in their face that they got moved down the card a little bit to fight for like a secondary title like the U.S. title? I don't think so, Sean. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't think guys are. They, listen, wrestlers, guys and girls always want to stay in the world title picture, the main title spot. Absolutely, they want to, but you can't. And, and and guys like AJ, guys like Kevin Owens, they're smart enough. They're veterans. They know that. I mean, as long as you're on TV, that's one of the main keys. You just want to be on the show, and then you want to start getting that push. And they know Kevin and and, and AJ. They're gonna they're gonna live on the show. They know that. But sometimes you got to you got to you got to drop down so other guys get an opportunity. It's. It's a very competitive business, as you can imagine, Sean. But you do have to, um, at times, drop down a little bit. And I'm not saying that they're happy about it, but it, you don't lose sleep over it. You know, it's business. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way it goes. Uh, and, Sean, thank you for calling. So that's that's the deal. So, 
Um, I don't see any shame in it. I mean, it's it, 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 it was a time to do my run as a wrestler in WWE. I would have prayed. I almost got put into a real Intercontinental title run, and then they backed off for some reason. I don't know what happened. So, so, uh, but whatever. We'll get into that. What else? A lot of stuff in the show that was covered. I mean, I'm getting ready to wrap up here. You know, I got people on the Facebook. A lot of hearts, thumbs up. People love the show. Put me over. Share it with your friends. Okay? You know what I told you that one time. Share it on Facebook. That's what the social media people told me. Uh, Taz, you, 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 you need to tell your audience um, if they can't. This is, you know, you've seen how they talk to me, Dennis. It's like eggshell. Very timid like that. Eggshell Jones. You've seen this. Yeah. Uh, Taz, uh, you need to tell your audience to um, please. And I'd be like, hey, buddy, buddy. I got one thing to say to you first off before you finish your sentence. Yes, Taz, what is it? Nerd! <laughs> just a bully prick. Yeah, I can help you. Yeah, well, I, just, I was wondering maybe if you could just maybe just tell your audience on Facebook um, that, um, you know, spit it out, you son of a bitch! Well, maybe could you tell them to share it on Facebook? <sighs> no problem. And the guy was just like, <gasps> and just walked out. So that's why the other day I yelled at you guys. I'm like, share it on Facebook! Because that guy got me hot. So I'm just like, you know, share this thing on Facebook. Whatever the F that means. We haven't done E5VBL in a long time. We're not doing it today, so don't get excited. But we haven't done it in a long time, Dennis. That's true. No else we haven't heard from. Anthony, how you doing, buddy? What's up, boss? Get back to work before I give you a beating. That was a hip-hop version. No, Ant, come back. Ant, come back. What's think? in the box? <laughs> Ant, that was funny. What did, you, <laughs> what did you think of today's show? Pretty good? It was pretty eventful. Event. Lots of insight. Thank you, sir. Lots of jocularity. Yes. A couple, a couple of the callers didn't have insight. I brought the insight, let's be honest. It's all You're about, the only one who brings the insight. Ah, come on. How about your grab-ass friend here? He's, you know, he's home alone now. You know about this, right? <laughs> What are you drinking there, cowboy? Not cowboy. That's a different guy. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't insult him. What are you thinking there, Red? What are you drinking? Just some uh, high-quality H2O. You're not a coffee guy, eh? No coffee. Yeah, no need. I don't know. If rumor has it you're not a skim milk guy either. Uh, so listen. <laughs> Whole milk. Nice and fatty. <laughs> Kurt Angle would have been proud. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so you're home alone now. Macaulay Culkin style. Uh, yeah, your, your roommate is, uh, see you later, Ant. I guess you just got, you just got dismissed. No, leave, that's right, he's, he's busy, Ant, he's busy. Leave him alone, please. Uh, you're home alone. Before we wrap up here, your, your uh, roommate is working. She's doing, she's part of, she's, she's in Knoxville, Tennessee, you said. Yeah, I, I don't even really know what she's doing. Uh, she's. Do you, are you comfortable telling people what she does for a living? Yeah, she's an elementary school teacher. So they have a school competition type deal, right? Yeah, she, uh, she, she's like the the head of a problem solving committee. She's the booker. Yeah, sure. Well, lead writer in the wrestling times. Yeah. Uh, problem she, solving. Wait, she knows how to solve problem solvings. Uh, that made no sense. She yeah, I feel like to, you're tricking me there. Me Am I trying up. to solve that problem? We do that one. So you're saying she solves problems? No, she coaches. She lets the kids solve the problems. She just oversees. You mean problems like math uh, problems? They give you like those 
they'll give you like a bunch of like popsicle sticks and Excuse all me? sorts of stuff, and then they'll be like, "Hey, you have ten minutes to to make a boat and get it across this body of water, and you got to like problem solve." How old are these kids? Uh, she teaches fifth grade, mm. but the, yeah. the the coaching ranges from like second to like eighth grade. I want to say maybe she could uh, solve some of the problems that I have here on the show with her roommate and other people here. What about that? She, no, she's got some great insight. I've I've taken a lot of notes. Uh, I haven't applied them yet. I'm trying to reflect inward. That's that's my biggest goal. Like an innie, like a belly button. Big innie guy. <laughs> Not an Audi. No, Audis are who? They're weird looking. Well, they're expensive too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Uh, so, yeah, you're talking about your girlfriend, your roommate, she has an Audi. That's what you're saying? Or an innie. You want to talk she, about her belly button? She's an innie. Okay, TMI. So, okay. Where are we going with this? I don't know. You're the one who... Uh, I'm, I'm alone. <laughs> so if you guys want to come over for dinner, I haven't been eating well. <laughs> a lot of lonely nights. <laughs> Just me and a pizza box. <laughs> Get a box crusher. Why not? Yes. <laughs> yeah. If the slice fits. <laughs> uh... Somebody broke ass here earlier, and I yelled, and I said, you're an ass breaker. We got the ass breaker and a box crusher. That's a new podcast. Coming uh, up after dead air this oh fall. My God. <laughs> Mark King, Facebook Live. TV Dinner Jones. He's talking about you, bro. Hungry that, man. That's funny. There's nothing wrong with a little TV dinner. I haven't had one in ages. Have you had one recently? <laughs> I haven't had one in a long time. I, I might get I one. I, you should get one today. Seriously. I'm going, I'm going to the Yankee game tonight, but I... If oh, I, you going to Yankee game? Yeah, if I had the option, well, maybe it's raining, so they might not. Is it raining? Um, but if if the game does get canceled, I I promise Mark King, was that his name, Mark King, that yeah. I will have a hungry man today. I've had one a long time. Can you take video of it? Not you eating it, just no. you like cooking it. <laughs> no, cooking it, you put it in the microwave. That's what I mean, like take it out of the microwave and I just. It's just a, a boring video. video of just me. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> Shane Scott, Facebook Live, table for three. Dennis, Anthony, Taz. Not today. The day you go out to Could eat you imagine with us. that? We should do our own dinner for three. Dude, that's, that's actually, actually funny. That actually is a really good idea, Shane. Just totally hack the WWE music and everything. Oh, God. They hate me this week, by the way. They don't like me this week. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you steal their idea. I didn't. What do you mean? I We're going to table for three. Oh, that idea. Yeah, no. They hated me early in the week. Apparently. Yeah, that's what happens. You people have no idea. You people. All right, well. Got stuff going on later. A lot of stuff happening. Busy, very busy. You know what I mean? Uh, what is Seth texting me? He's texting me some stupid stuff. He's using the K word. Stop it, Seth. Just get back to work. Do something. Get back to work before I give you a beating. Who, me? (laughs) Uh, Play it, dude. You got to do it now. Okay. This you got to do. The Tech Show. The Tech Show. Step right up and greet the show. Oh, 
my god. Calling your names, the guy is insane. Because we're all you're insane. And then he really drives it home here. Yeah, here you go. Do it, do it. Do it. Was that recorded on separate tracks, or how was that done? No, we we we, we weren't a barbershop quartet. We were a barbershop uh, triplet yeah. in in one of the the uh, recording studio, and the three of us were huddled around a microphone and just uh, sang our hearts out. Seth really stole the show. Out of us, uh, I thought it was on different tracks, like maybe Seth, and he's, he's texting me a plethora of insults. He's really mad at me right now. Uh, he'll get over it. Right, anyway. Well, that's the deal. That's funny. I'll send him an email. Oh, oh well, that, goes, that goes against what we talked about earlier with Impact. No, I won't say it on the I'll just type it. It's my shoulder movement when I type it up. Yeah, you really got to work on that. <laughs> that's it. Get a little wonky with the dead hand and all his shoulder. You gotta, you gotta put more shoulder into it. Uh, now Seth just because he's on a delay, he just heard the uh, the meet the Taz show gimmick, and oh, uh, like a little baby, he's crying. He goes, "I made that. I did all that. I made that." He's like going off, but you gotta hear him. He's you gotta see the text. Oh, he's just crying like crazy, dude. It's unbelievable. Nonstop, nonstop. All right, so enough of this. We're done here. Are you, so you're going to get a TV dinner because you're home alone. Just don't cause a flood in the house or no problems. I'll tell you what. If one way or another there will be footage of me eating, whether it be at the Yankee game or a TV dinner, I can assure you that today. So if you go to a Yankee game, you're going to get legit food over there, bro. Yeah, What? okay. What, uh, I'm open to suggestions. There was a lot of, um, last night on Twitter, there was a lot of hot dog discussion. So I might be, might be craving a hot dog. Well, well, yeah, somebody, I saw somebody tweet something about you like hot dogs with ketchup. So do I. I don't mind oh, hot dogs. See, no. I don't. That I, oh, th- I actually like that. He he said it disparagingly. Who's he? A, uh, I believe it was Bro Scallo. Okay. And oh, he, oh, yeah, he, he tweets some cool stuff. He I was, he was making fun of me, accusing me of <laughs> eating hot, hot dogs with ketchup, which I think is blasphemous. No, I, I, I'm okay with that, dude. Just ketchup? I've had it with just mustard, just ketchup. Oh. Um, I've, I Listen. I haven't had a hot dog in a long time. I'm good. Either way, any way, with a hot dog. My favorite way to have a hot dog is with the uh, bread onions, you know, the, the brown onions. Best way with uh, a little bit of ketchup on. Not a lot. Or just the onions. I'm good with that. I mean, but I have no problem with ketchup on a hot dog at all. I really don't. When I was younger, I used to eat When I was a kid, I should say, I used to eat them like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? There's something wrong with uh, Facebook or what's going on. something wrong with the computer. Oh, boy. Here we go. I can't end the show with Wi-Fi Jones. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it's working now. This Facebook is working. Huh. What a lackluster way to end the show. Tech problems. He started you had whole, all of yesterday's show with tech problems. It's just freaking unreal. You know what I mean? Well, anyway. We could talk to Katie. <laughs> Katie. Three, two, okay. Sorry. one. Why is this? Well, now, now Seth is like, hey, you- can I call in? Oh no, <laughs> he's 
It's like, are you threatening me? Uh, <laughs> he's telling, he's saying, tell the lumberjack to choke on a Swanson. <laughs> that's why. Oh, that's old school. Yeah, that is. So many people wish death on people here on this show. It's horrible. Yeah, it's very hostile. It's, people just hate each other when around the show. Well, we've seen that with Katie. That's she, she started the whole thing. Let's be honest. There's a lot of hate, you know, on the, people on the show or around the show. You got to be careful too with the Swansons, though. Maybe you shouldn't go. Sometimes you get that's not good food. You get sick eating that. It's not. You got to be careful. <laughs> I hope that isn't me later. I'm saying, bro, be careful. <laughs> I feel like all TV dinners are just Salisbury steaks. I don't know if I've ever had. Oh, they're good, man. The Salisbury salad. steaks are delicious. The chicken drumsticks suck. That's the worst. The the ones from uh from the the TV dinner, the the chicken uh, <laughs> drumsticks, not good. Aunt wants, to, Aunt wants to do TV dinners off the hooks now. <laughs> oh, there are enough of them. I mean, maybe we could. No, That's it's just it's scraping in a barrel, Jones, right there. It's I Salisbury mean. steaks, and then you got to talk about your sides. You get that that brownie that. When you microwave it, the outside always gets burned, and then the inside's an yeah, icicle. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, "Why do I always eat this?" The mash, uh, the mashed potatoes aren't that bad. A lot of times with the, um, you know, no, the mashed potatoes are edible. The corn, the corn never. Ugh. Corn sucks. Yeah. It gets, it's like it's got the water in it. It gets cold and. Ugh. <laughs> I want. I, I'm gonna look up some, what is some TV dinners. Like how many there are? Seth just texted me. Suck it. That was nice. <laughs> that was. That was uh, good to read out loud. That was a nice one. Yeah. He's angry. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, working every day here, busting my ass, which shows a wrap. Never, never take a break. Always working. No one brings it every day like your boy. <sighs> no. You know that, so that's the deal. All right, I think it's a wrap. I got to go. Are you Googling something? Can I hang up the show? Uh, yeah, no. The show? Well, okay, if you have some information before I wrap no, up? No, I was just looking up TV dinners for my own pleasure. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, some people Aunt, on the... Ant's really trumpeting the uh, the Thanksgiving dinner, Hungry Man. I, I guess there are enough. I mean, I, I got to start getting into the Thanksgiving. I don't know if my wife's going to go for this... this uh, TV dinner thing. I'm gonna be honest. With honey, you. I'm I tell you should text her now. And be like, honey, I got dinner tonight. And uh, then, no, we, the Blue Apron. We get we get it comes all the time. So I mean, you, you're eating Blue Apron. That's high quality stuff. Then you're gonna go eat the uh, freaking uh, what do you call it gimmick? The TV dinner. It's like uh, Show Jones, part of my French. So uh, so that's the deal. Um, all right. Anyway, look, that's a wrap, as they call it. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Gave you a lot of insight, a lot of chatter, Jones, a lot of stuff here. Um, <laughs> About SmackDown, about the Impact Wrestling stuff with the Hardys. Uh, go back and listen to the whole show, I promise you. Spread it, share it, whatever you want to call it. Watch it. TazShow.com. You know where to get all your content from the Show. Let everybody know about this stuff. Busting our ass over here, please. I'm begging you. All right, Taz Show. We'll be back tomorrow. For everybody here on the show, I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids' meal, play ball to
jealous all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So go and pour another drink just to get away We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let